0: Bet you wish you so blurred. Talking about what we heard. Talking about what we seen. All through the eyes of a blurred. Everything that we do urge. Flying like a super person. Plus, I got super
1: friends.
0: We be teaming up early.
1: Welcome to blur Vision. You're known to the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week, kinda. Not really, but so this is the first podcast of 2022, so we're gonna start off strong. Oh yeah, boy,
0: Jordan with Jeffrey Rays, the voice of the Chrono Ranger of Power Rangers Unworthy.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have Crystal here. Uh, in terms of the three of us. But I did. I was able to get her this weekend for two reviews. We were, t- we're talking about three major topics this week. Uh, we've we got to do some catch-up before we get into the new stuff coming out this year. Um, but we've got Matrix Resurrections, Hawkeye, we've got to finish up, and we have Cobra Kai. Uh, I broke up the podcast into the two halves. Uh, I'm gonna talk with Cobra Kai, my buddy Jeff here. Oh yeah. And then I'm going to talk with I'm gonna talk with beautiful Diz about Matrix Resurrections and Hawkeye. So after we talk about Cobra Kai, I'll just throw it to my past self, <laughs> and me and Diz will take it away for our other two main topics for this week's podcast. And then next week I want to talk about um, there's probably a movie coming out too, but for sure Peace Peacemaker, the spinoff of the Suicide Squad that came out uh, last year. Uh, I don't know if you're interested in that. Have you? Do you know anything about that?
0: Honestly, I know very little about Peacemaker. Um, I'm a I'm a terrible DC fan right now because one, I didn't see the new Suicide Squad yet, um, so I know nothing. But I I know like bits and pieces about like what happens in the movie, but like I did not see the actual movie yet and then um i am a fan of john cena though i can't i I haven't always been able to say that because i used to watch john cena when i did used to watch uh wrestling on a regular so to see him like coming to his own as like uh a character in dc comics it's it's pretty wild like how like um, i mean
1: you did see the suicide squad right no
0: reboot. no i didn't what i literally
1: well first of all start there i literally just said that
0: i literally just said that and it totally went over your head
1: no, 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 no. I thought you meant the other Suicide Squad, no. the worst one. <laughs> no,
0: I didn't see the new one, the The James Gunn-directed okay. Suicide Squad. So, so
1: your homework is you need to watch uh, The Suicide Squad, okay. the new reboot by James Gunn, which is so much better than the first one. I need HBO um, Max,
0: bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and then uh also boba fett so next week's gonna be a lot of series oh stuff.
0: yeah i've been dude i've been itching to talk about boba fett Forget. It. i've been like i've been like so so jazz since this since this show came out but there's so much uh so much stuff that i want to that i want to talk about with boba fett going on so i'm excited for that next time
1: yeah you're the resident star wars fan here so I, it'll be fun to hear you kind of kind of hear your perspective on that series because uh i'm gonna i'm gonna be real not that impressed with the first episode. You know what? <laughs> you know what?
0: Honestly, a lot of people aren't impressed with it. And it's like, I get it. Like, it's got a slow start. And then, like, so far, episode two has been, like, the strongest episode out of the three. But um, so I have to I have to acknowledge that. But we'll get into that when the time comes.
1: Yeah, I've only seen uh, part of the second episode. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, my attention was waning. So I have to jump back in to, to finish the three episodes that are out. And by the time we talk about it, there'll be four out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, new episode. That'll be a fun conversation just because I I know we'll be coming at it from different directions. Word. Uh, but what I am excited to talk about this week with you, uh, something we're, that's both near and dear to both our hearts. And the reason why I want to talk about this, talk to you about this specifically uh, and not Beautiful Diz is because she hasn't actually caught up with Cobra Kai. She's not a big Karate Kid fan, but I know me and you are. Oh, yeah. So the fact that Cobra Kai Season 4 dropped oh, uh, in 2021... I binged it literally that weekend it dropped, the same day, right before New Year's. That's how I rung in the New Year's. Uh, I was, yes. I have been hyped to talk about this. Same.
0: Cobra Kai, Cobra
2: Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra, Kai, Cobra, Kai Cobra Kai never, Kai. Kai. never dies.
1: That's the move. Uh, That's the move. Before we get into uh, our review, I do have emails and iTunes reviews, but I unfortunately when I had Beautiful Diz with us um, for our No Way Home review, mm-hmm. uh, we were short in time, so I didn't have time to talk about, uh, to, to read those things. But guys... Please continue sending your emails and your iTunes reviews. I'm going to catch up with them. We don't have that many emails, but we do have some new iTunes reviews. Um, but I want to save that for a beautiful diz. Oh, wait. Do
0: people actually, like, review our show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They leave iTunes reviews. Um, I mean, we've been so inconsistent that they've been spotty, but we do get them fairly regularly. Oh, so God. So we do have a couple of new ones, too, since the uh, – you know what? Just because you brought it up. Or <laughs> just
0: because you, you you apparently didn't even know that we have iTunes reviews. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, i can't imagine I, they probably have something something bad to say about B. they're like oh my god he's the new host <laughs> that new guy fucking sucks Where's i know Michael? bring him back exactly exactly that's what i'm <laughs> waiting for
1: okay so so one of our reviews just to give you an idea uh, it's a five-star review from our it's a old-time reviewer raman hibachi oh wow so he knows what the the, the podcast was like uh before too so you got a fair comparison here okay blur vision 2022 reboot Uh, Welcome back, and I'm glad Jordan rebooted Blurred Vision. I was thirsty for new episodes, but I understand why you guys took a break. Speaking of visions, I was wondering what you thought on Star Wars, Visions, and Shang-Chi. Oh, see, those are topics we even talk about. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to say, I haven't seen visions yet. I really need to. Um, I did see... Oh,
1: way to fail the the podcast, Star Wars fan.
0: (laughs) Dude, I'm terrible. I'm late with, like, everything. I'm I'm the little white rabbit before he freaking goes down the rabbit hole.
2: I'm late, I'm late.
0: So yeah, I I need to watch Star Wars Visions because I heard it's really good, you know, Um, because they just decided to do Star Wars as like an anime style thing. And like, usually that's like right up my alley. You know what it is? I'm not a big fan of like compilations and uh, anthology pieces. Like, do you remember Halo Legends when that came out like a long time ago? It was like, yeah, yeah. I see, I'm actually the opposite, though. I actually like anthologies. I know. Friggin like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's like I'll watch it once and then I'll put it down and I'll never watch it again. I don't know what it is. It's
2: but uh, I mean, I guess,
0: I guess that's fair. It depends on what
1: it is and how much it resonates with me. Yeah,
0: but I definitely got like, I, I got to watch visions at least like once and then we'll yeah, we'll have like a yeah you you can't call yourself a Star Wars fan. No, know. no, no. I'm calling you out. Hey, don't gatekeep me, man. I know more about Star Wars than yeah. you. Don't gatekeep me. Gatekeep and the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Uh,
1: And Shang-Chi, I, I think I mentioned this before, but when we have a lull in reviews, I would like to go back and do a retrospective on some of the stuff that I enjoyed that I wanted to talk about at the time, but I wasn't podcasting. So right. Shang-Chi is one of those movies because I, I really did enjoy Shang-Chi. Um, I enjoyed it too. Just didn't, I really did. Yeah, I just didn't review it. So, okay, so when we do have a break, like a, a lull in topics for a week, we'll talk about it and we'll we'll, we'll do a retroactive Shang-Chi review. Awesome. Um, but thank you for the review, Robin Hibachi. And on that note, talking about things that I, I want to talk about with you, let's get into, yes. honestly, the thing I'm most hyped to talk about this week, which is Cobra Kai! Cobra Kai!
2: <laughs> Has it really come down to this? Johnny Lawrence playing second fiddle?
1: I just want what's best for Miguel and all of your students.
0: So now you know what's best for Miguel. Circle around things your whole life. Wait for problems to show up at your doorstep.
2: You cannot strike first with this guy. You just don't want to admit there's always been a little Cobra
0: Kai in you. Everybody thinks their way is the only way. You, my dad, Cobra Kai truth is,
1: it doesn't matter which way you fight, as long as it works. No fighting until the tournament.
3: We'll settle this on the mat. It's time to step into the future. This proposal will revolutionize the tournament by a show of hands. God help us all.
0: Welcome... to the 51st Annual... Under-18 Karate Tournament! Keep
1: uh, And for those that don't know what a racist is here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here.
3: We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable.
1: Thank you, catch upon. Um, I don't even know where to start with this because we recap our thoughts on how we feel about Cobra or Karate Kid as a franchise overall? Uh, I've given my thoughts on the Cobra Kai seasons leading up to this most recent season, so I guess mm. maybe.
0: Yeah, word. Well, uh, I guess we'll make it non-spoilerly by just by talking about like the first three seasons and whatnot, and then yeah. we'll Yeah, yeah the we'll... first
1: three seasons. Our general thoughts about this season. Just if you want to touch on your overall love for the franchise.
0: Oh um, yeah, let me just let me just say this. So when I found out that Cobra Kai was coming out, I'm I um, i was not big on Karate Kid but then when I actually heard that this series was coming out I literally like I went back I got I found uh a trilogy box set of the Karate Kid and I binged all three of those films leading up to uh the release of Cobra Kai and then I actually watched it and like I appreciated that show like so much more and like I did not expect it to like be as good as it is like straight up
1: oh wait I forgot did you
0: did you were you watching the series as it was going on or did you binge you binged it all? I I no, I didn't binge it. I watched it as it was coming out. So I watched oh, it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it from that first season when it was first on YouTube Red and then um I, and then I waited another year for season 2 to come out and then freaking yeah, I just kept waiting, man. And it's like that show is like so freaking good and it's like it's so binge-worthy. It re- it really is freaking all, um, and it's got, it's got so much emotional depth to it, like, it's not just, it's not just about the action, like, the action, when they do it, it's great, but with the story, otherwise the storytelling, like, Dude, it's it's amazing and it's a standard. It's a freaking standard of storytelling because, like, they the way that they're doing it, the writing is like it's so clever sometimes, and like it respects where everything came from, and it doesn't denounce anything that came before it. And it's like the world is so much more bigger now, uh, coming into this fourth season, uh, compared to like when it was just like uh the trilogy and even uh the the spin-off that came after it the next karate kid after that the fourth one believe it or not believe it or not i saw the fourth one before i saw the original trilogy I, I, what yes <laughs> that's a,
1: Swank. yes I saw that one <laughs> yes
0: it's a fact it's a fact I can't lie I saw the Hillary Swank film before I saw the original Karate Kid and I had no idea that there was an entire trilogy of these things because literally when that movie came out it was like what 1994 I was like three years old I didn't fucking know I didn't know yeah. I didn't know any better so uh, I, but I knew that Mr. Miyagi was like a presence you know but uh, yeah. I don't know it's, it's really weird it's like the first time I saw Predator I saw Predator 2 before I saw predator one that's how my childhood in the 90s worked i saw the sequels before i saw the originals
1: backwards <laughs> yeah
0: backwards my i worked backwards but um it made me appreciate those films a little bit more seeing those ones for the first time as opposed to freaking what came before it so i didn't have anything to compare it to but then eventually i did see uh the first three karate kid films but um seeing cobra kai though man it's like it, it, it it's 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 nuts it's it's nuts like like I, I can't stop saying it it's just it's so damn good it's an, it's nuts how freaking good this show is and it's like literally like every single single form of media like any film writers any 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 script writers out there seriously could like take notes from cobra Kai because that's how you tell good stories with with characters like this show this show literally like it, it could have been a train wreck it it, 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 it could have done poorly you know, but the fact that all the elements are there and it's labored with love is the reason why this show is so freaking good and how it's come to now going on to five, se- five six seasons in the next two years. That says something.
1: Mm. But yeah, I mean, so
0: I guess you're kind of giving your thoughts now. What would you rate this season? Oh, man. Um, like this season, like by itself. Five out of – oh, <laughs> no. No, we don't do numbers here. Oh, in
2: disrespect. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I,
0: I almost Rating did. Rating system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know the rules. Uh, uh Perfect vision. I'm going to give it a perfect yeah, so vision. I, I'll just piggyback
1: off of you. Everything you said is exactly how I feel. I was a fan of the Karate Kid, uh, especially the first two Karate Kids. Word. The third and the fourth one, not so much. I didn't even really watch the third Karate Kid from start to finish back in the day. I watched that later in life. Mm-hmm. I, I ironically did watch the fourth one back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, from start to finish. Yeah, uh, but Karate Kid is just is is one of those classic movies like Rocky that was like the informed the basis of my childhood. Like the the idea of you know fighting against uh, overwhelming odds and you know training to be the best and like that whole eighties energy that's in that in those movies I feel like really resonated with me as a kid and stuck with me until later in life into into adulthood to the fact that even before Cobra Kai became as big as it was you could see elements of Karate Kid in Even Unworthy like that's it's the writing is there like from from uh, the original karate kid like just that like the iconic the crane kick the training montage yes. all that stuff is like so iconic oh yeah absolutely but, like it, uh, but how many shows it, can you bring back or or franchises can you bring back 15 20 30 really 30 years later and not only be as good as the original classic but I think it like you said it elevates that source material to places that it it has no right to to be this good. Not at all. It is a cheesy, campy, 80s karate movie and yet they've, there's always truth in every art, right? Absolutely. I feel like they were able to find exactly what what was the truth of those original Karate Kid movies, those things that, those universal elements that spoke to that entire generation and resonated uh, to this day. Yes. They were able to pinpoint exactly what those things were and bring them to the forefront in the way that they were able to create this character narrative that i i I can compare only to something as powerful and and well written as a game of thrones and to compare karate kid cobra kai to game of thrones madness madness it, it makes no sense george r r martin wrote Tomes, giant thousand-page fucking texts to to have the level of character de- development and complexity that the characters Cobra Kai had. I'm not saying that to be like uh, exaggerating. Like, I'm, I'm it, it's what it is. Right. The fact that they can have characters that start that not not only is everyone a shade of gray, but you can have them start on either side from the 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 good guy side or the bad guy side, and then naturally crossover to the point where the people that you're rooting for as the heroes in the first season are now the villains in the fourth season and vice versa for the the heroes the
0: dynamics keep changing with the show and like in that aspect not only are the characters evolving but the show is evolving in itself and then everything becomes about balance you know, and which is yeah, which
1: is the universal truth of Miyagi. Yes, y- Miyagi. Yes, which exactly. is I love that they
0: they brought that to the forefront of this series. Exactly, especially with um this past season, I feel like uh the 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 theme of balance is very present in uh, in this episode with like everyone uh going back and forth uh between dojos and then like um even like the way that the ending panned out uh with the final fight that that was fucking beautiful the way that they executed it but we'll get and
1: again it's, it's shades of gray because in those original movies karate the karate kid the the teachings of miyagi were kind of uh shown to be the right way of of Doing karate, yeah. But this show is like, no, 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 no. And this, this is what things like the Last Jedi try to do. Yes, where they deconstruct those original movies and go like, no, 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 no. You thought about it this way, but look at it this way. Things like Matrix Resurrections, things like He Man, all of those old franchises they try and bring back and deconstruct. It is insane to me that Cobra Kai is the one that's able to do it correctly. Because whether you're an aggressive style of the Cobra Kai or or, or Johnny's Eagle Fang, or if you're let's, be, a let's be, style let's of be let's be real. Hold on, let's
0: be real about one thing. Eagle Fang is literally just Cobra Kai, but it's owned by Johnny Lawrence. That's all it is. Eagle. That's all. Kinda, it is. kinda, but not really.
1: Like I, I hear, I get what you're saying in terms of like the martial arts side of it. Yeah. Of course it is. That's what Johnny knows in terms of martial arts. Yeah. But the philosophy. Is fundamentally different. It it's not no mercy the way Cobra Kai was. Right. I, that's the that's the the flaw in the Cobra Kai teaching that they've highlighted in these past seasons. That but it's not the aggression. The aggression is never like in those old movies. You felt like aggressive and, and or an attitude is the way of the dark side. It's the Sith way. But I think it's so cool that what last Jedi, last Jedi failed to do, which is just kind of. Uh, show you that no, the Jedi were wrong, just like the Sith were wrong. The real way is something in the middle, the Gray Jedi. Oh. They couldn't even execute on that premise. But yet, Cobra Kai does, and Johnny is the
0: Grey Jedi. I you was literally Johnny? about to say, I yes. was like, you be so, e- so wait a second. So, this is the thing that pisses me off. All the fans in the Star Wars fandom right now, they all want to go and say that Grey Jedi don't exist or that Grey Jedi break the canon. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Grey Jedi have been speculated for years, years. How does that break the canon? It was in the legendary canon. That's what I'm saying. It's like, how the fuck does it break canon? And I'm like so confused with like, all these fans who are talking about this. But, anyways, it's yes, but- honestly just on to touch on that. It's honestly more interesting
1: that the both dogma are incorrect. Yeah, the extreme, and I think, and I also love that Cobra Kai kind of it, it mirrors our current society mm-hmm. um and, and i love that in, in, the, in the most comedic funny ways it'll take johnny's 80s sensibilities and kind <laughs> of juxtapose that compared to our super pc culture of today yeah and that's for comedic effect yeah but i think it also illustrates the, how the extreme of any uh any ideology is wrong so the extreme left and if you want to go pol- political yeah. is wrong, just like the extreme right is wrong. Right. The extreme right of Cobra Kai is wrong, the aggression is wrong, mm-hmm. just like the extreme defensiveness of Miyagi Do is wrong. The, the 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 true strength of the martial arts would be somewhere in the middle. Right. A blend of both styles. And really to make your own style. Yeah. And I love that, that that's become the the theme of the series because in in a world where we've seen this done many times like you said they could execute this in a way that's terrible like they could they could have done it in a way that's too cheesy mm-hmm. a, a way it doesn't have the heart that this series does yeah. a way it doesn't even have even things as simple as the action the action they get right and it's and it's not like it's 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 like super duper high level uh matrix level wire stunts and shit like that it's it's it knows what it is. Yes. It knows it's it's pulling from that kind of campy, stiff, karate style uh, back in the 80s of Karate Kid. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. If it doesn't look realistic. It's it's enjoyable. It's entertaining. And they know that. Absolutely. And they, they're not ashamed of that. Like, I think other reboots have been.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Freaking um, going back to Star Wars. Uh, so... Palpatine's plan, if I remember correctly, was basically he took Anakin Skywalker, he took a light, a light side Jedi, and then turned him to the dark side, and then that became Darth Vader. And the reason, yeah. and the reason why Darth Vader was as powerful as he was, was because, um, and this also applies to Kylo Ren as well, um, is that they were two beings that walked the path of the light and then they walked the path of the dark they walked both paths and in that yeah. and in that process that's why they were so powerful is because they were able to walk both the paths of the light and yeah. the dark and the dark, samuel and the dark. jackson yeah. mace
1: windu yeah. he was a, he's like the strongest jedi because he uses dark side powers that's why he's the purple lightsaber yeah
0: exactly <laughs> exactly exactly because they found because like and in that vein in that same vein that's what's going on with copa kai right now is that we have kids who walk the path of the dark side now they're walking the path of the light we have kids who are walking the light side then they walked now they're walking the path of the dark and now they're literally at like their, mo- their i want to say their peak. You know what I mean? Like they're like they become the the characters have came become came more into themselves, not not just as characters but also as fighters, and it shows with their performances and their fighting as as well. I I think
1: one character specifically that we'll talk about exemplifies that idea, and I think we both fucking loved his arc this season. Uh, Um, So yeah, I I gave us a perfect vision. It it has no right to be as good as it is. I think. Again, like you said, Hollywood executives and writers alike need to be looking at Cobra Kai. Are y'all, are y'all all y'all, all y'all out there,
0: take it. notes, take
1: notes right now. No, from I'm Cobra serious. Kai. Like, no, a, a lot of Wachowski from the like, Matrix Resurrections, you need to be watching Cobra Kai. Uh, the, the people that made Terminator: Dark Fate, you need to be watching Cobra Kai. The people that did He Man Revelation, you need to be watching Cobra Kai. Like, I can, I can go Last Jedi, fucking. Uh, uh, Damn, everyone, me. everyone, yeah, everyone. Like I, I could go all day just listing examples of old franchises that did not, did not understand the heart of what made those franchises ticked, and when they rebooted them, it ended up being a far inferior version of the original Absolutely. because they didn't have those elements at uh, not at, at the all forefront. Not so at all. yeah, Perfect Vision is fucking amazing. Perfect Vision. Let's just, let's just jump right into spoilers. Um, Word. The character we're kind of alluding to that uh mastered both the dark and light is definitely eli hawk hawk dude yes. hawk
0: was the mvp of this season like dude freaking uh the way that things turned off for him like okay so when he surprised everybody with his face turn at the end of uh season three that was just like the big like yeah hawk right yeah you know freaking all, um, and then like him like it actually shows that he actually had to like go through a bit of a struggle to try and fit in again and i'm honestly surprised that um miyagi though was the one that took him in i thought he was gonna go with uh the eagle fangs uh mm. you know because See, of- I, w-
1: I wasn't surprised by that just because it was dimitri who brought him back to the side of uh of wanting to even do cry he was gonna quit after yeah uh cobra kai uh shaved off his his mohawk oh my he was god. gonna legit just quit, quit karate dude that, so that hurt that me. it was dimitri yeah for sure oh but my it was god dimitri that convinced him to even not give up so i yeah. think it made sense that he went to miyagi-do after that
0: yeah yeah when i realized like um the way that they they set him up to be a miyagi-do i thought i thought it was very poetic um and like dude mm. like i never thought that like seeing a kid freaking get his his like signature mohawk it was literally like a bird getting his fucking uh it's wings clipped and like seeing nah, that you after- know what
1: moment made me literally cheer that i'm like i if you had asked me what moments do you think in cobra kai this season will make you literally cheer to no one but yourself in the tv screen <laughs> i i would not have guessed that it was when Eli after he gets his confidence back in the in the tournament at the end when he jumps on the mat yes. with that little signature hop he does. Yes. That little and you hear
0: the bird in the background. I'm oh my like, yeah, like, I was like, yes. <laughs> Go get him boy. Go yeah. get him.
1: Like I'm like, how did a hop make me hyped? <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude freaking like that's what that's how i knew i was like he's back freaking uh he's he's here hawk's here freaking um but yeah dude like that that whole thing with him losing his mohawk was like so traumatic and like oh my god freaking but
1: every part of his arc i thought was so poignant even how like and this is what I, i'll be mentioning stuff like this throughout our entire review but the writing is so fucking tight mm. that there's not a wasted scene anywhere every single moment comes back for a purpose. Yes. So even when he's being like in the very beginning of his season where Hawk's being ostracized by both Eagle Fang and Miyagi Do mm-hmm. for obvious reasons he burned the, the bridge literally with both of them. Yes. But then he's the one that starts the the metaphorical building of the bridge between both sides by by knocking down that fence and starting to build the uh the the dojo whatever it's called the the what's it
0: called the, fa- the arena they fight on oh the, the freaking um yeah 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 freaking um the uh the, it's basically a ring it's basically yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the ring they make in the
1: back of Miyagi-Do to yeah. spar and practice on yes yeah like the fact that he was the one to set that in motion and then, And you could even, even as like as deep as the color is mohawk. And they mentioned it where it's like, oh, purple means enlightenment. Yes. But the fact that you, if you remember back to his hair colors, like this is all planned. Yes. From his, the red mohawk when he, or no, the blue mohawk when he started. Yeah, first it was blue, first when he goes full dark side. Yes. And then purple when he's balanced both.
0: Balance. Yeah.
1: And then when he gets his cut off and he goes back to yeah. to Eli. But with the confidence and spirit of Hawk. I'm like, yo, we watch this guy have a full hero's journey over these four seasons mm-hmm. without even fully I I did not expect this season to make Eli basically the hero of the season. Yeah. He's like the 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 person that you're rooting for on the good side by the end
0: yeah definitely and like it's it, it shows that like every character not just um not just miguel not just robbie freaking are like yeah. the uh the the top contenders but freaking um even like uh an underdog like like hawk especially like uh even like even after like the first season you would not expect him to get that kind of arc and that kind of payoff um I thought it was very poetic that him and Robbie were the final fighter of the tournament. After uh, he come, he comes back and is the final fighter for uh, for Miyagi Do. Also, I love I love and He was like, yeah, it's you know, it's not.
1: It's even worse because no one's ever beat him. <laughs> it's like what. Oh, I was against Miguel though. He was like, "Oh, I don't know how to beat Miguel. He's she's so good." He's like, "Yeah, it also sucks because no one's ever beat him." Oh, well, I shouldn't have
0: said that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I-
1: Dimitri's commentary is life for me.
0: <laughs> I know, yo, freaking. I, lo- I especially love how uh, Dimitri came into his zone as well. Like freaking, like literally, like he was literally like at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, starting in season one, and he's the one nay saying karate is like, oh yeah, there you go, Eli, freaking, you're gonna kick so much. Ass. I hated Dimitri like Dude. season two. Everyone did. Yeah,
1: everyone was did. Ha- I was like, yo. I, i'm with eli beat him up,
0: <laughs> dude, Be ass dude, ass up. straight up he, he, he like he said that was like that was that was by design that they set dimitri up that way um so i was i was not surprised and then you got you got to do all the old uh the old movie beats like chasing him through the mall and shit um but then eventually uh they get that final fight in the school and then it's Dimitri and Eli and then like Dimitri finally learns how to defend himself and he fucking he kicks Hawk into the freaking trophy case and I was like damn I hated that cuz I was like no way, Dimitri's stronger than Hawk on any level I think he, but, I think he just like retrospect yeah. I
1: I like how even when the characters you think should have the upper hand don't mm-hmm. there's always a reason Yes, and they they really underline it in this season with you're only as strong as how balanced you are. Yes. So even going into the Eli versus Robbie fight, I knew he was going to lose because I was like, well, clearly going into this fight, Robbie is not balanced. Mm-hmm. There were so many moments where they, they showed you clearly on Robbie's face that he's second guessing the side he's on and what he's doing. And that moment where he actually could have won that match with him in Hawk, mm-hmm. but he hesitated because of uh, seeing Kenny yeah he's his dark padawan
0: <laughs> oh man Def, uh robbie is definitely the, the the darth vader of this series because he's literally walked the path of the path of light but he didn't he
1: needs to be young anakin
0: yeah that'd be not that'd be awesome that'd be freaking awesome if he was young anakin either that or he needs to be freaking uh if they ever decide to go and do uh the Money Morphin Power Rangers reboot freaking uh him as Tommy. I think he Tommy. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he'd fucking kill it as Tommy, man. Like all those kids, they have potential like in the in in the superhero genre, like anywhere they go at this point. So it's like eh. Oh, new, new, foreshadowing to new some news coming up uh later in the show but um but yeah it's 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 nuts how talented those kids are and like they really do like this literally could have been the karate kids that's where like i'm i'm seeing as like potential titles for the show in the writer's room when they were first trying to figure out figure out like what we're gonna call the show it can't be called the karate kids it's too freaking campy so then they decide you know what let's just call it cobra kai and we'll make it about johnny and that made sense and then like but literally the kids are like john, john johnny and johnny and danny they're very much like they're they're like the big names but the kids are like the actual like stars you know they're the ones like yeah. freaking going out there they're kicking ass and freaking like it, it it's crazy how um how the dynamics work with all of these characters it's crazy like how they're able to take one guy who was good and then make him bad take one guy that was bad make him good um and then even like even even uh the even like the new kid uh freaking kenny freaking kenny he was just a, he was just a nice kid he was trying to do right by his parents you know and it's like he was just minding his own business and then who comes along to freaking mess up his day little little larusso little freaking uh his at, his at first that whole plot line almost felt like
1: like if i were to think if i were to assume there was gonna be a cobra kai spin off, mm-hmm. that's what i I would assume it would be about the next generation of Danny LaRusso. Right. But the fact that they're once again mirroring that Johnny-Daniel dynamic, but flipping it with a twist. Yes. Where it's Johnny's kid who's the bully. But then you think like, oh, in a, in a different reality, Kenny would have gone to Miyagi-Do. Yes. And you would have gotten the, the classic Danny-Johnny story again. But the twist here is that even though he's pulled into Cobra Kai with compassion from Robbie, uh-huh. because of the teachings of Cobra Kai, Robbie's learning the same lesson Johnny had to learn in season one. Yes. That the teachings of Cobra Kai lead, especially the teachings without restraint, lead to the dark side, so yes. to speak. So he had to, he, I, I love the parallel that, that now that Robbie has experienced the same thing Johnny has, now, it's, it's only now that they're able to Uh, put water under that bridge so to speak and finally like you know rebuild that bond and like that last moment with them together in the dojo dude that was so heartbreaking that was beautiful it was like like, blame me he's like I don't want to blame you dad I'm tired of blaming you it's like
0: (laughs) I gotta come I'm a dad. I can't. I can't. The tears. The emotions. My emotions. I was like literally like, that was like the moment that we've been waiting for like all this time because it's like, even, even like Robbie, he's like, he's gone through so much in season one. He's gone from hitting his dad to joining, uh, literally just like working for Daniel LaRusso uh, just to piss off his dad. He joined Miyagi-Do. Out he of, does a lot of things just to piss off his dad. Literally. He did it. He did it out of spite. And you know how much you and I, we talk about like, yo, doing things doing things out of spite is like never good and we know this firsthand but yeah seeing never uh, ends well yeah 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 seeing uh robbie go through that and then like literally like becoming like so talented as he is just like piss off his dad because and like there's so much jealousy there really is like between like between miggy and robbie and johnny and it's like
1: Bro, you want to talk about the most heartbreaking moment in this fucking season? Oh god,
0: let me guess. Let me guess. It's the moment Okay. It's the moment when freaking um Miggy carries in a beaten down yep. <laughs> Johnny Lawrence you me too well. it, into his bed and freaking t- has this emotional moment with Miguel, a father son moment with Miguel, and Lily says, like, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at being a dad, and I'm so sorry that I'm such a screw up. And then miggy goes reciprocates his feel and tells johnny i love you and he and then johnny goes and rec- and says to miguel i love you robbie only no! only, <laughs> only, <hurt> so much! <laughs> only to confirm uh what robbie had said moments before that because it was prom night yeah. And Robbie and Miggy get, had gotten into a fight. Robbie says to him, the only reason my dad is such, it's like a father to you is because he screwed up with me, confirming what Robbie said. And literally yeah. when Johnny said, I love you, Robbie, to Miguel, that fucking broke my heart. That Bro. dude...
1: Dude. and that was the lead
0: into the tournament oh my. <laughs> so it's like, like yo no! no you literally just like literally like and it worked freaking that was that was all terry Increase's plan was like imagine if his student sees his broken down master and like he didn't plan for freaking that to pan out he did not pan no it did their plan
1: didn't work at all it was the kids that fucked up miguel it wasn't it wasn't johnny getting beat up ironically um. <laughs> Well, but yeah, that that oh my god, it was like a shot through the heart. What I just did just now was the same noise I made when I saw it the first. Because because it, there's it like there's a slight like half second beat where it doesn't register yet. You're like oh he loves it. Wait, what did he say? Oh <laughs> like, my god. It's the equivalent of like you're, you're it your your legged bed where you're sniffing other. Oh and my just god, say the person's name. Yeah, the same shit. It's like yes. What
2: did you just say?
0: Yes. <laughs> No! It, it was it was hard it was heartbreaking it was and like i don't uh, and this is me being personal but like i
1: i didn't grow up with my father like he i you know i mean a single mother raised me so i think it's
0: established we both so have that hurt. yeah we both have daddy issues i i had a single mother uh growing yeah. up you know i had the thing where it's like i see my dad like every weekend you know but it's like i yeah you know, we kept so, we, so
1: we, we i'm constantly looking for yeah,
0: uh, go ahead
1: yeah so we, we're both constantly looking for um For for father figures, yeah. So I guess the empathy I felt for Miguel in that moment of like having someone you view as a father figure say "I love you" to his actual son, but not you standing right (laughs) there—it's like breaks your heart, man. It
2: really (laughs) does,
1: bro. It was so good, but that is right there. The fact that that hurt me more than anything in, like, Matrix Resurrections, for example. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, something that's supposed to be emotionally weighty doesn't actually resonate. Right. But that, that shows you how great the character writing is. And that's that the character writing. The acting yes. from everybody. Like, mm-hmm. Miguel's a great actor. Robbie's a great actor. I'll Johnny's like a great actor. And the commitment to these characters. And also, I just thought it was funny. Did you see... Um, Have you seen Um, any bloopers for the series because a really funny blooper where uh miguel and robbie are fighting uh with johnny over like a dinner and it was like did you hug my dad oh wait to yes. my... don't
0: hug my dad that was from season one that was from season one yeah, that was season one. yeah, 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 yeah. i yeah. did see that blooper uh on youtube and freaking i thought that was like freaking hilarious he's like yo are you, are you serious right now you're the guy who freaking hugged my dad like i was laughing my ass off. don't like, hug my dad <laughs> So you were f- but I immediately thought about that after I saw that. I
1: was like, Wow, was so yeah, like, my dad,
0: yeah, dude. I was like, Damn, Robbie's so petty, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I was like, I remember seeing that scene and I was like, waiting for something to happen, I was waiting for shit to go down like that, but then I was like, Okay, here we go. Bloopers, this is how it's supposed to go down. Um, so, I want to, I want to talk
1: about Miguel, yes, um. I guess I want to talk about Kenny too, but since we're talking about Miguel right now, I just want to segue to that. Word, especially since after that moment between uh, Johnny and Miguel, I knew right then I'm like, I don't know how this tournament's gonna end, but Miguel's not gonna be the person that wins. No, I didn't expect how he he didn't win, but I think, especially in in a world of this is not the last season, no, I think this is the perfect place, and because Miguel won unlike in cobra kai, or unlike a karate kid the cobra kai cobra kai won the tournament in the first season right so the fact that miguel he's already proven himself to be the best fighter yes it it didn't detract from his character to not even so much as lose but not win in this tournament because of the, was... the and it made so much sense considering the story so far of his his injury being re-aggravated it would it would cheapen that giant character
0: moment for him to just completely heal that fast? No, you know I mean? that's not. It's not realistic. And like literally, like it, because uh, goodness knows time works differently in Cobra Kai world right now because it's literally picking up. Like when the when the when the season ends, it picks up like immediately after where that left off. You know, like years go by for us, but like only yeah. moments go by for them. So freaking I I did not m- expect Miggy to make like a full recovery after what happened to him at the end of season two. And I was like, yeah. as soon as I saw him attempt that kick. And, like, he immediately was, like, in pain. I was terrified. I was... Just,
1: also, question. Okay, I wasn't clear about this. Was that the same kick that Johnny said he would
0: teach him? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Cause,
1: Remember, because when they were training, he was like, right, if you're ready for it, I'll teach you the flying hurricane or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's
0: what they were doing. So that was the kick, right? Yeah, because he t- okay. he taught... So now we know yeah. that's
1: going to be the kick he uses to win the final tournament. Mm-hmm. It's got to be.
0: Yeah. And, like, I think he also taught it um, to Sam... Like Sam, I'm. Su- oh yeah, she walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was surprised that friggin' like Sam like took such a dark turn this season because it's like she's. I can tell that she's frustrated because it's like all she wants to do is kick the shit out of tori after everything that's happened because tori has literally made her life a living hell but at the same time tori's just trying to like frick it up she's finally like trying to redeem herself and she's just trying to like do right by like everyone and she's like she's not like being uh this headstrong angsty Mm. kid anymore now it's like she's vulnerable and all she wants uh, is help with her mom. Yeah. But she's like, she's always been afraid to ask her or she's always been afraid to ask for help. But then uh, Mrs. LaRusso, you know, sees this and tries to reason with Tori and actually. Try well, to-
1: first, well, first she didn't reason. No, she, she made it worse no. by basically being the bully to a kid. I That was. Yes. I-, I love the the running plot line of that, that Daniel and his wife have their own issues and they're making it clear that those issues are trickling down to the kids yes so and you see that anger that daniel and his wife kind of have come out in that moment where she goes like full mama bear yes. on tori yes and, and it ends up making the situation far worse and i love that we're seeing tori and sam's relationship take that same cross uh crossing overlap crossroads uh, crossroads yeah crossover that we saw like robbie miguel where at first tory was the most unhinged character by far she was like she was gonna kill sam in that in that school rumble with those dusters yeah that was that
0: was frightening that was crazy i was scared of Tori. all for a freaking boy all for for Mickey. it was all for miggy it was all for- that, that's that's Karate Kid. It's always oh about my a boy. Girl. <laughs> I, I love I love that dynamic between um the three of them and that like it, it, it the the two of them it plays off like Johnny and uh, and Daniel's relationship once again. It's crazy how many times they actually like rehash things, but mm. it feels organic. It doesn't feel forced. It yeah, doesn't. I don't see
1: it as rehashing. I, I love that you said that because yeah. I feel like in a worse written story Mm -hmm. it would feel like rehashing yeah but instead of rehashing it feels more like like the best of star wars which is it's a a poem and it rhymes yes history repeats yes cycles keep happening but it's up to these characters to break the cycle and we've seen some of them break them in different ways yes others are learning from their past mistakes like johnny um, and Daniel, who are then trying to, you know, pass those lessons on to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. But but back to what I was saying about um, Tori and Sam, I like that the Tori, who was the most bully of all the bullies, I feel like, the yeah. most dangerous of all the bullies, yes. is you see the crossover happening where Sam is bullying her bully, so she herself has become the bully, yeah. while Tori is trying to be a better person. Yes. So, like, I can totally see, even in the next season, especially how this fight between Tori and Sam ended um, where Tori seemed like she wanted to help Sam and Sam seemed even more distressed by just Tori's presence that maybe now Sam goes even darker and Tori moves toward uh, the you know the more righteous side especially now that she knows that her her
0: uh, her match was even possibly fixed by terry silver oh yeah we totally forgot about that dude that was just like that's stuff that 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 hurt me like seeing like tori was so proud of herself because she actually finally like won and that was the whole point of her character was like if i can win this you know i'll feel like i i'd actually be good at something and then you go and you see that terry silver freaking cheated everything so now i'm literally like i'm literally on on the edge of my seat Waiting for the next series to come out and when Terry Silver is going to get his when it comes to what Tori knows and also what uh, Stingray knows because – mm. be- yeah, because freaking Terry uh, kicks the shit out of Stingray, sends him into the hospital, but – uh, in order to be actually become a member of Cobra Kai, Terry tells him, you need to tell them that John Kreese kicked the shit out of you so he can get arrested and then Cobra Kai is mine. So it's crazy how uh, even like the balance of power inside of Cobra Kai keeps changing because first it comes back with Johnny. Johnny was the one who like resurrect- resurrected it. John Kreese is the one who took it back from Johnny because technically he's one of the founders. So he takes back Cobra Kai and now it's old school Cobra Kai that's in control for the next season. And then uh, John Kreese calls in Terry Silver to come in. But ironically, Terry Silver is the one who ultimately winds up uh, doing in John Kreese, gets him arrested by the end of the season. And now Cobra Kai is owned by Terry Silver, who didn't even want to come back in the first place.
1: He was- but I love that progression. Yes. I, I, because we're slowly getting to like we're we're moving away from the shades of gray characters and going into like who are the true villains of the series. Yes. But even in that, like you could you could argue Terry Silver has become like the true antagonist. Yeah. But even within that, like you said, he didn't even want to be there in the first place. No. It's it's John Creese who brought like literally dragged him like, manipulated him back into the fold. Yes. And then based... And I love the the irony of he created a monster that he himself could not control. And mm-hmm. it's only when we start to see cracks in the John Crease, Which was which was always there. I loved even that. It's not like they're, they're heel-turning and be like, no, no, John Creese was a good guy. No, no. John Creese always had redeeming qualities mm. even in those past seasons. Yes. He was the first person to kind of um pull Tori close and help her with her home situation. Yes. And he's even the one... To defend Tori uh, to uh, Sam's mom, yes. Daniel's wife, yes, which is what turned her around in the first place. To be like, oh wait, I when John Kreese is making sense, maybe I am fucking up. Yeah, so I like that. Even John Kreese has sides of like emotional, not vulnerability, but 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 you could tell that he's got a softer side. And he's got he's got honor, straight up. You're not. I don't think. That was to some extent. Uh, John Kreese's honor because even I love that the conversation he had with Johnny yeah. where Johnny tells him like you ruined my life like you you made me cheat and you like you you brought me down to a darker path And he's like no I did that for you I didn't want you to lose and then your life to become shit because you think yourself to be a loser forever which is exactly what happened yeah so it's like I get his reasoning so even the things he's done that are fucked up it's like I could understand where he was coming from. And for Terry Silver to betray him in the end, it's like, okay. So clearly, a- after he tells Tori not to cheat, he learned his lesson mm-hmm. after that conversation with Johnny. So you can see like, oh, maybe he's not as bad as we- everyone thinks he is. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, now that Cobra Kai is basically becoming all
0: true antagonists, mm-hmm.
1: I'm curious to see that what happened was with John Kreese. And I hope he comes over to the side of Eagle Fang with Johnny.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, well, you know what? I don't know. That might be what happens. Um, either that, or I don't know. Maybe that. It's either that, or I think maybe like they'll like they'll do Cobra Kai, but like they'll do like light side Cobra Kai. You get what I'm saying? You know? I don't think they're gonna have. Cobra... I think Cobra Kai are gonna
1: be the, the Terry Silver and that crew until the end of the series. At this point, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna get. Kobra kai back until the very end maybe mm. at the like the last episode you're probably or whatever right. they, they 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 beat terry silver and get the rights to cobra kai back yeah and then they re-adopt it yeah but i think until then they're gonna be eagle fang and i think there's symbolism there cobra kai is black it's not gray no, no <laughs> miyagi-do is white yeah but eagle fang is red like a uh, middle
0: yeah 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 definitely i i hear you but yeah um what was I going to say? I feel like I'm feel like i forgetting something. There's something I wanted to talk about, but I can't.
1: Uh, was it about Terry, Creese,
0: their yeah. relationship? You know what? Yeah, I was going to say, freaking out. What did you think about them bringing in Terry Silver and what they did with his character this season?
1: I think that is one of the best examples of why I should never fucking doubt the show again. <laughs> because that, that cliffhanger at the end of last season, I, I'm not going to say I was eye rolling, but I was like... Okay, so now I see what you guys are doing. You're just gonna keep mining those old karate kid movies. And, it, and like I said, Karate Kid Three was my least favorite. I didn't I didn't watch that one all the way through at first.
0: It was something. It was it So was I was
1: something. like, Okay, you're just gonna keep mining the old karate kids, but now we're getting to the point where we're not we're not pulling from the karate kids I even loved as a kid. Like Karate Kid one and two, yes. But three, I'm like, uh so I was afraid that they were gonna start like they were gonna they were gonna push too much into fan service mm-hmm. and, and by by being too fan y and pulling in characters like Terry Silver, right. you were gonna dilute the show. And honestly, even in the first episode, even though I think the first episode was amazing, mm. I was still a little worried because I was like, it feels like there's too many characters almost. Like we're 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 like half hour into this conversation, and there's still characters I want I want to talk about. That shows you how many characters that the, the show is juggling. Yes. But yet they all are juggled so well. They are. So like I felt like Johnny and Miguel took a back seat this season. Yeah. To kind of push up the stories of like Sam and 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 Daniel and Terry Silver and, and all all those and and Robbie and Kenny and all those different elements they were playing around with. Definitely. Um, but they were able to do it so fucking well Mm -hmm. and they were able to do it in a way that it just makes sense. Like, it's just like, I couldn't see this season just being about John Creese and Johnny. Like, if there was no Terry Silver and it was just more John Creese, I feel like it would have just been a retread of season three. Yes. So the fact that they were able to bring in a new character, Mm. make you at first, like, feel empathy for that character because it's like, oh, he was... He was so cartoony. It was a, that was brilliant. Oh, he was so cartoony in that third movie cuz he was on cocaine. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. a fucking genius writing like I was that they, so they glad
0: in. that um they decided to like go back and like explain uh that part of Terry Silver. Um, yeah, he
1: was like I terrorized a child. <laughs> like what was I doing? Oh my
0: god.
1: <laughs> it's like that's brilliant. But just little things like that that made that character so fleshed out and then so by the end where um even things like stingray yeah like remember before in my in non spoiler review i mentioned like there's no scene that's that's wasted mm-hmm. when they reintroduced stingray in the penultimate episode of this season i was like why are you bringing this character i forgot that character existed he was such a he was funny but it's just a throwaway character. I'm like, Same. he never really even, he was a grown man yeah. in Cobra Kai. Yeah. It was weird. So it was, I'm like, why'd you bring him back? He was a joke.
0: It was literally like, he was literally just meant there to be uh, a joke character. And like, but that's the thing. I know. They I,
1: leaned into it. Yeah. And he, I, I, he is a joke. Yeah. Even in his own life. And his neighbor exemplified that. Right. So then even his little arc of, not taking his neighbor's shit anymore and standing up for himself, a very Cobra Kai thing to do. Party on. I was rooting. Yeah, yeah, I was rooting for him. Oh my God, yes. So then, and then by the end, when it's revealed that, oh, the reason why you brought him back, and the reason why you had Crease totally destroy his self-esteem, yes. was so that when he, when he betrays Crease, it's not even like a cut and dry, a black and white thing of like, I just want to be in Cobra Kai, and I'm going to do it by any means necessary. Yes. He cried. When he told him, when he told the police that it was Crease that did it to him, he didn't even want to do it. So now you've got this like character who you feel for, like even a throwaway joke character. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for. Yeah, yeah, you do. (laughs) And he was used as a tool in Terry Silver's grand machinations of a plan to overthrow John Crease as the second sensei in cobra kai brilliant
0: this is this is is the game of thrones this is the game of thrones freaking like straight up like straight up the whole point of cobra kai is like it's supposed to be the iron throne cobra kai is the iron throne (laughs) yes like i think that's one of the reasons why they um even like uh, the imagery with like every time you see the end of the show with the cobra, like freaking like mount mount melded in metal with freaking like uh the uh the the fight the the, the the flames and the kindling all that—it's totally meant to be freaking uh Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> I of, can see that, of like of the dragon realm. symbol. or whatever. yeah, yeah <laughs> straight up, straight up. It makes so much sense, and like that's literally the power play here. Is like whoever owns Cobra Kai owns the valley. Whoever owns Cobra Kai has all the. P- i'm not saying it i'm not saying it i'm oh, not I saying it. you're not gonna give me this time you're not gonna give me this time i'm not saying he have drive though oh my god but, but wait, yeah so
1: how did you I, I wouldn't want to rant about it but did you feel the same way about terry silver this season or
0: oh my god you know what that it's amazing i i loved him this season like as a villain i freaking love uh, T- uh terry silver as a villain and it's honestly crazy that someone was actually able to come in and beat crease at his own game. And yeah. um, I was, sho- I was shocked. I I was really shocked, you know, cause like they were supposed to be like two old war buddies friggin' like coming back together and like, you know, like doing what they were set out to do, especially like when and Terry loved him. Yeah. That's the
1: other weird, complicated yeah. part of the whole thing. It, it, he legit was trying to prove himself to crease. He
0: was. And um, it's crazy how their dynamic, like, even to this day when you go back if you never saw the third one so you 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 never saw it but those, no no I, I went back and watched it so i know so yeah 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 they had like a really strong friendship and like it's amazing that after the events of uh of the karate kid 2 crease you know goes into like a rut And, um, he's like, you know, he's not himself, uh, at the beginning of the third film. And like, he's lost his way. He doesn't have Cobra Kai with him. And, and Terry was one who freaking pulled him, you know, out of the gutters, trying to get him to like, come back and like find himself again. And those two were like at their strongest point at that point. But now... That Kreese was owning Cobra Kai, needed someone's help, reaches out to Terry, and it's the exact freaking opposite. It's like, no, I don't want to help you, John. Freaking, it's like, I finally found some peace with myself. I have a life outside of like doing all this shit. And brings him back into the fold anyway, because he actually like got inside his head. And um, it's it's cra- but at the same time, it's it's an it's amazing how Terry realizes that everyone has a weakness. Everyone has a weakness and he knew Creese's and Johnny Lawrence. It's, it's, <laughs> I, it turns out that Johnny is Crees' weakness because everyone thinks that Creese uh, didn't love Johnny as a son, but he really did, you know, because Chris didn't have any children. Johnny didn't have a father. They just had a really like a really strange relationship. But um, Terry realized yeah. this. Terry realized that Johnny was Creese's uh, weakness and basically use that against him and he even realized about himself that crease was his weakness because crease was always going to hold uh vietnam over terry's head yeah no matter what so the only way that terry was going to be able to like move on with his life and like you know uh be at one with himself was by getting rid of crease essentially so it's nuts how he became the the puppet master the 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 emperor of this entire thing and now he's the one uh owning cobra kai and predictions for uh season five i think they're finally gonna bring in uh bad boy mike barnes and they t- have to i mean I, he he kind of teased that uh as is being arrested yes he was
1: like don't worry i'll call up some old cobra kai buddies who yeah. else be talking about it's yeah. gotta be mike barnes in that crew yet. yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely so yeah. i would not and be- then also
1: who Talking about, like, future seasons, I'm like, who is now going to be the Cobra Kai champion? Mm. Like, because now Robbie's not going to be on Cobra Kai for
0: sure. No, no. So, like, they uh, they got to bring in someone new. Maybe it'll be – maybe uh, Barnes will have a son. Maybe – yeah, maybe he'll uh, – maybe Barnes will have a son that he'll, he'll bring in, and he'll be the new champion. It's like, this is my bad boy, son.
1: That feels so – I mean, maybe, but that feels so impersonal. Yeah. I feel like this show is so good about folding in every element. So here's my theory. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if they'll do it, but it, it will make sense, especially considering Kenny is still in Cobra Kai. And I feel like that's going to be where he's going to stay. Maybe. For the rest of the series. Maybe. But I feel like his brother. Um. Maybe his brother gets
0: out of jail. And then he joins Cobra Kai with Kenny. That would be interesting. Yeah, because you know what? he uh, Kenny did say that he was supposed to get out this season, but then he got held back for um, I don't know what. Uh, but yeah, so maybe he'll his brother will get out uh, in season five and then they'll recruit him into Cobra Kai. So yeah, either that or oh, you know it's what? It's the only thing I can think of that's like what about personal. What, what about what's his face? Um, Forget the bully from season one. I forgot. What's his name? Chad?
1: Oh, the Asian guy? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe. He's got... But every everybody's
1: beating his ass at this point. This He's not true. that strong. This is true. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> like, this is like true.
1: Eli beat him. Uh robbie beat him mm. miguel beat him everybody beat him <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: that's true too for, you know, maybe maybe uh they'll, they'll awaken the dragon inside of him and be like you gonna keep taking this crap from everybody like he's like literally like maybe maybe uh maybe terry- the dragon racist <laughs> <laughs> okay I, well, that's not what i was going for okay it was a play on words I, terry silver's like you're asian come on
1: <laughs> get together
0: <laughs> i guarantee you they will probably beat the crap out of him in cobra kai and like they'll just awaken something Thing in uh, it Chandler is that his name, Chandler?
1: Something like that, yeah. I don't remember his name, but maybe like, but I think it's funny
0: that you, uh, you wrote a good point. There
1: aren't that many Asian characters in this karate show, no? I mean, there is, they isn't. introduced that girl for Eagle Fang, yeah, and Chosen. That's about it.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, friggin' Chosen, Chosen's coming back apparently for season five, so I'm uh, that's nuts. I'm very excited about that. Freaking, up. I was not expecting that, I was not expecting Chosen to show up at the very end of the season being the person like like Daniel goes to uh for right well, I assume
1: he has to train Johnny and Danny so they can fight Terry because yes I don't I don't understand power levels in this world but somehow getting older doesn't make you weaker it' just makes you stronger yes. <laughs> so Basically. Terry silver beating up Johnny I was like wait what <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i think um yeah they're dude they're i think they're using like uh star wars star wars power power level so it's like the older you are the stronger you are which is why like yoda and palpatine are like two of like the strongest beings in the yeah, entire but I was, galaxy like, terry,
1: but has terry even been practicing karate no right?
0: He's been- <laughs> no he hasn't terry was like terry was like a sleeping dog he was like chain he was like he was like metaphorically he was chained up inside of a cage for like years on end and he was just waiting for someone to let him out and then basically crease came along opened the key to the kennel and uh waited for the dog to come out and then but see shit like
1: that though that's why i'm like it's not the show's not realistic at all (laughs) and like if you really wanted to be like oh this is corny you could even argue it's corny yeah but it's a love letter to everything that made the original karate kid great it that's is. why it it's it still resonates so well it really is yeah sometimes you don't want realism sometimes you just want a enjoyable story with characters you want to see grow and change and i think what we haven't talked about yet uh is, is the fact that the tournament was split this this time around into a female and male division yes which and it even had uh xma like a skill based thing in the beginning
0: Right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, cool.
1: They, you know, modernize, modernize the cry tournament. That's it. Never really makes sense to me anyway that girls and guys are fighting. <laughs> so no, I'm
0: like I was yeah. actually, yeah, I was gonna ask you like, what did you think about them? Uh, what do you call it? Segreg- segregating? Is that the word? Segregating? Segregating. Is yeah. that I it? mean,
1: if you want to call that segregation, sure. I don't think it's segregation. I think it's just making a physical competition between men and women fair?
0: <laughs> okay. That's, that's what I'm asking. It's like, okay, how did we feel about that? Do we think that it was a I good decision? I have no issue with that.
1: I nah. had no issue. I even, I even like the fact that it gave the female characters a chance to be a champion too. I think that's, the whole, that's the whole point of even dividing the sexes in sports. I, I could go on a rant about politics going on now in the real world, how they're trying to get rid of that separation, but it's like, Men and women are different. Biologically different. Right. Serena Williams herself has has admitted, and not even admitted, she just stated the, the, the objective fact that if she were to play against men in male tennis, she wouldn't even be ranked in top 100. And that's not right. a slight against her skill. She's a, She's an amazing athlete. But it's just men are just built for athleticism more so than women. That's just a fact. So to give... The female characters like tori and sam the spotlight because otherwise they'd just be the runner-up like they wouldn't ever get the chance to be the champions they, i mean i say that it's a, it's a story they could do whatever they wanted but this way they don't have to overshadow the the female characters with the male characters or vice versa they can both have their own thing right and i liked it because it gave the spotlight to the rivalry between tori and sam um and in this in this instance in this season I also liked it because I, I think I think what people who are longtime listeners to this podcast who assume for me is like, oh, Sam will had a strong female character moment. People must <laughs> hate it. It's like, nah. I thought that first of all, the relationship between Johnny and Sam this season was fucking amazing. Yes. I love in some ways I liked that 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 dynamic more than Johnny and Miguel this season. Right. Because I liked uh, how he made her open up and think about things differently. She was one of the first people to really want to uh, adopt the aggressive Eagle Fang style. So I liked even that beat where... Um, Johnny asked the, the, the Miyagi Do students to jump across the the
0: the, the alleyway you the read building, my mind. The building Yeah which is
1: crazy I was like I was with Sam I'm like hell no,
0: no, <laughs> crazy? no. any any rational person would have been like Johnny you're fucking crazy This is gonna freaking like get us all killed No Yeah best case scenario
1: or like worst case scenario you fall and die like land <laughs> oh on the mattresses you'll be okay No you would still break something
0: like I but, was Amazed that Sam freaking uh hopped the gorge, hopped the the gorge the way that she did. Like I honestly thought but, that like that was gonna end fucking terribly.
1: Yeah, I'm glad it didn't because yeah. it would have proved Danny you're right a hundred percent. But I liked it because
0: it it
1: it showed that she did feel like Danny's teachings were too restrictive, and it was yeah. even a good let's see for Danny by the end to be like, oh shit, you're you're right. Like I'm not allowing you to be the best version of yourself because I'm trying to teach you the quote unquote. Right way to fight, and there is no right way to fight. It's just, you know, it's 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 whatever lessons you take and the way you express those lessons. So I liked the only moment that I was like, okay, I I get what you're going for here, but how the fuck did you on the spot invent a new form of martial arts where she does like that weird kata thing, where it's like a fusion of like aggressive aggressiveness and defensiveness? But I was like, the the kata she did, I'm like. Where'd you learn? You just made it up. Like how'd you? <laughs> on the spot. I would use
2: it, them.
0: <laughs> it's the background exposition of the storytelling because it's like I I, I can't imagine. You know me. I make excuses for the writers all the time because I am able yeah. to use my imagination. <laughs> but I assume that Sam did some practicing off screen either with Johnny or Miguel or by herself and like she's trying to fuse uh the the two styles that she's learned from her father and from Johnny and once again demonstrating uh the balance of power at B and friggin' um able to make this New balance style between Miyagi Do and Eagle Fang and ultimate and ultimate. Actually, no, I can't say that it, that it paid off. Well, everybody's it's kind of Sam. a
1: blend because even Eli's a blend, uh, Bobby's yeah. Robbie's a blend, Miguel's a yeah. blend. But I like the moment for Sam where she kind of like looks over one shoulder and sees Daniel, yeah, and looks over the other shoulder and sees Johnny, and Johnny kind of gives her the nod, yeah, and then she's like aggressiveness. I like that. <laughs> it, it My only issue is just like. I guess it's really just that one beat of like, here's a new Kung Fu form I've just invented. But I can't get, I, I'm not even mad about that. It's just like a, it was like a really? Cause, yeah, uh, they should have gone into more that, detail that's, with That's that. also just Karate Kid. Because yeah. I, I love the moment in um, the Jaden Smith reboot where on the spot, he learned snake Kung Fu and did that crazy backflip kick thing. I'm like, where did you
2: learn that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop oh you. I'm going to stop you right there. And I'm just gonna get into uh, a quick bit of uh, news. I was originally gonna save this for the Rays report, but it feels more fitting to uh, put this in here. So this okay. this is an article that I found. It has something to do with both uh, the Will the Will Smith Karate Kid film, and also okay. about um, the next Karate Kid. So this is an article that I found. According to an article from Geek Tyrant, Ralph Macchio has recently talked about who is canon in the Karate Kid franchise. And he has to say this about Jaden Smith's Karate Kid reboot. According to Machio, the Karate Kid remake starring the son of Will Smith is not actually canon to the Miyagi-verse. However... Yeah. I mean, when, asked, when asked about uh, Hillary Swank's character, Julie Pierce, for the next Karate Kid, Machi replied that a cameo from Julie is very possible for the character to make an appearance in a future season of Cobra Kai. Hilary Swank played Julie Pierce in the 1994 off sequel to The Karate Kid featuring Pat Marieta as Mr. Miyagi, who teaches Julie to defend herself from an antagonistic school fraternity known as the Alpha Elite, led by the legendary Michael Ironside yeah what do you think what do you have to say I hope, about
1: that? I hope we do get a um i think that makes perfect sense because the 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 karate kid with Jaden smith which really should have been called kung fu kid because it wasn't karate it was yeah kung fu, that was a yes. reboot it wasn't like 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 he said right there it's the miyagi verse miyagi wasn't in that movie it was like a, oh, yeah. a remake mm-hmm. so miyagi was in the fourth the next karate kid movie with Hilary swank um yeah. and honestly that would make sense to bring her in not only for the female students like Sam, I think that would be helpful to have yes. someone who was taught directly by Mr. Miyagi, who's also a woman, kind of like show Sam the way. Um, but even for Danny, or Danny, whatever, because his his whole thing has been trying to make peace with Miyagi's lessons post-Miyagi's death. And he mm. knew, like that was a part of Miyagi's life he wasn't a part of. So it would be interesting to have the only other student of Miyagi that we know of uh, come into the show, I don't. I don't think she should be like a main character in the show, but she should come in for like a episode or two cameo, kind of what they did with uh. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Allie. Yeah, definitely. I was gonna say I was surprised when they brought in Elizabeth Shue uh, last season, but she literally like she literally came in I think for like one episode and like she was done. Um, I think it was. Yeah, she also was a good bridge of, like, between Johnny and Denny. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, like, I think uh, I would definitely like to see Julie make an appearance at some point. Um, I definitely think that, like, she can bring in uh, the female perspective of karate and at the same time yeah. have a piece of uh, being that one an, – another, another missing link with uh, Mr. Miyagi and then uh, both of his students finally being able to meet each other. Because it actually turns out uh, not only did Mr. Miyagi – Also, am I – i was gonna say am i
1: misremembering yeah am i misremembering the the fourth movie she was kind of like a prodigy right you know what
0: yeah she was um because she she she
1: assumed that stance naturally when the car was coming at her
0: yeah 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 i was gonna say so julie knew karate um from her father and it turns out uh her father was a student of mr miyagi and his and uh Mr. Miyagi and his and her grandfather was actually war buddies with Mr. Miyagi because at the beginning of uh the next Karate Kid he's actually coming uh he's coming back into town for a funeral. That's why Mm. that sets up the whole thing with uh with Julie and uh, the Alpha lead in the movie. Now say what you will about uh Karate Kid Four, but um, Michael Ironside was like an awesome awesome villain. Uh, in he was so corny. Uh, It's Michael Ironside, man. (laughs) (laughs) it's michael ironside how would you feel if they brought michael ironside into cobra kai how would you feel about that
1: I can't even be like I, my first reaction would be like ah oh, stupid, but like I, this show has proven to me that it could take anything and make it gold. So like I, I might think it'd be stupid, but it'd probably make it amazing. So I can't even. I do <laughs> I, I get do upset. find
0: I do find the idea of uh, militarizing school security with a bunch of uh with a bunch of adolescent uh called uh students like it's 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 kind of far fetched when you when you when you look at it uh all these years later so. It was a little yeah, it ridiculous. It was more
1: ridiculous than even Cobra Kai. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, an evil an evil dojo of karate students, that's one thing. But trying to freaking make a militarized security for freaking the school and trying to make them the antagonist? What kind of freaking fan fiction are you reading? Cartoony shit, bro. I'm oh like, my is there God. anything
1: else this season that was poignant that you want to talk about?
0: Um can we talk about how Kenny needs to freaking be uh, Oh yeah,
1: we didn't talk about Kenny. Fuck. No, nah,
0: right. dude, Kenny Kenny man freaking he is an he is amazing. Freaking that kid. I felt so bad for that kid going in and like straight up the whole dynamic with him and little LaRusso um which pays off to all of those videos on YouTube saying that Daniel LaRusso was a villain all along and it's like okay, hit father like son. Now his kids are freaking bully and uh antagonizing uh little kids who are but he's smaller like than
1: he his. is he is a lapuso though yeah he's not he even is. a good bully he's no, a weak bully <laughs> he
0: is He is. and kenny kicked the crap out of him and all of his friends and like uh those dude it's like it, i remember the one time we were talking when we were talking about arcane and, and like we were talking about how like kids are just toxic naturally and it shows yeah. in uh in this show too that freaking like even like if they're not Copa kai it's like kids are the worst freaking uh when it my comes whole to, thing like, is like yo anthony stand up to your little fucking mop head friend he's he, like he, he
1: looked like the weakest kid in that group and yet he was the one like antagonizing anthony to be an asshole yeah like, basically just, just punch
2: him dude he looks weaker than you dude
0: <laughs> that whole thing with the catfishing thing of kenny that shit broke my heart because it's like that is not a joke like that's something that happens in real life and like Literally, you used a kid. Um, you used a little a little boy's emotions against him, and like you made him think that this girl actually liked him, only to freaking yeah. embarrass him. And it, just, literally, like it, it, the writing's so good that way because it actually makes you feel something for those characters in that yeah. context. And it's just like I, straight up, straight up, freaking anything that happens to those boys at this point, especially freaking little little Russo, they earned it. They they freaking earned it, and like straight up
1: <laughs> the the love triangle between Lepuso, uh Kenny, and that girl is probably the least interesting part to me because I don't they didn't really do enough to make me care about that girl character. No, but it's 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 more so just the catalyst for that rivalry, which yes. is fine for me because like we said before, it's just a reflection or a, a mirror of the Danny. Yeah. It's uh, the poetry. It's the poetry yeah. in
0: motion. Yes, exactly. Yes.
1: Um, but two things. One kenny needs to be miles morales yes he does yes he does dude like his his range is crazy from oh my god the sweet i believe both the sweet adorable like like nerdy kid that he was playing in the beginning of the season to the super aggressive bully that smile he did to -hmm. to anthony in the locker room dude
0: that villainous that I was like, me. "Yo, who I was became terrified? Cobra Kai." <laughs> yeah, he did. That shit terrified me. I was like, "Oh my god, Kenny, no!" Like, dude. Yeah. It, it's so, nuts, like seeing, but so, like, definitely. Um, so,
1: that that's a big thing. His acting is amazing. Yeah, his acting is amazing. Oh my god, absolutely. he needs to be Miles Morales. He's and the he does uh, he, he. Everything with him and Robbie, I loved. Like we said yes. before, because of the 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 journey it puts robbie on because it mirrors johnny's uh journey so now we get we get a better understanding of what his father was going through in season one of cobra kai and yes and i just love the 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 natural progression of that character because there's never a moment where i'm like i don't understand why kenny's being an asshole it's like no i i get it (laughs) like yeah and the fact that he will now be anthony's bully in high school next season i'm like
2: yeah. No <laughs> I
1: don't know if, if Anthony's gonna learn Miyagi Do, we're gonna get No, I Miyagi-do hope Miyagi Do versus Cobra Kai. But but what other than that, what's Anthony gonna do? Because Anthony's character is such a bitch. Like they he is. they purposely made him a bitch. I'm like, he's he's gotta learn something from somebody. Like, maybe he's maybe gone... Eagle
0: Fang? Uh I doubt it. Honestly, I don't think Anthony has the discipline to take up any karate. Not to mention Wait, like- wait, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue your point right now because oh the only time we've
1: seen anyone able to get through to Anthony was that moment where Daniel adopted Johnny's mannerisms, where mm. he gave he gave uh Anthony so many chances with like the no internet uh punishment. But then in that yeah. bedroom scene where he again, Danny's Danny's trying to be nice to him. He's like, yeah, all right, Well, uh, you know, uh, you're on punishment, but I hope you learn your lesson. He's like, yeah, dad. But you know what? I hope you guys win the tournament. I'm really I'm really rooting for you guys. And then his his message thing goes off. And then Danny is like, he's done in a way that we've never seen yep. Danny snap on Anthony before. And what does he do? Oh my God. Quiet. He does the Johnny thing. That's what Damn! Johnny's whole shit. Yeah. Quiet. So I'm like, and that was the first time you saw Anthony go, oh, oh shit. Okay. So I, I don't, I think the, I I think the point of threading that needle every, because we've established now Cobra Kai knows where it's going. They, Mm -hmm. the writing is too tight throughout every season, not to have an end point in mind. So Mm -hmm. it could just be a throwaway joke every season, but basically every season now we've seen at least one encounter between Johnny and Anthony. And it's always yes. like a dismissive, like, "Oh, you're fat, whatever." It's like, "Oh, fuck you, asshole." But the fact that we've seen now Johnny's teachings are the only thing that kind of broke through Anthony's like bullshit laziness. Yeah, I don't think Miyagi Do is the dojo that will, and, and we've seen it. They tried to get Anthony into Miyagi Do. He wasn't. He wasn't a strong enough personality to kind of. Uh, uh, reign anthony's personality in so i think you need johnny yeah. to be the one to be like tough dad
0: bad cop, yeah yeah, yeah. so Definitely. to speak you know what i mean so i was gonna say i think like i think i think everyone can agree that like ethne's like the least uh favored character in this whole thing especially yes. after the whole like especially after they're like when he's uh when he's the first time he's inside the dojo and you think that he's gonna like you think that he's gonna adopt uh, Miyagi Do teachings, but it's like freaking no. I, I need to I need to talk about this for a minute. The fact that he goes and hires someone to freaking clean all Mister Miyagi's cars, and then the fact that freaking mm. like um, his dad's trying to teach him something about Mister Miyagi, say something about Mister Miyagi, who like anyone who's a fan of the Karate Kid, we all respect Mister Miyagi in that vein. But yeah. this little kid, this little kid comes along and he goes and says, "I don't care. I don't about, care. I don't care Fuck about you. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Literally, I wanted to kick the shit out of him myself because I was like, "How dare you! How dare you!" So, Mr. Miyagi was a great man. I'm walking
1: in that prediction. I think Johnny's going to train Anthony because everything you're saying, even right now, I think they they nothing is a coincidence. They purposely put that scene in there because he doesn't give a fuck about Mr. Miyagi or his teachings, and I I don't think. And also, here's another reason why I think Johnny's going to be the one to teach Anthony.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Danny's already taught both of johnny's sons right i think it just makes
0: sense in the world of balance that that day that uh johnny teaches daniel's son freaking eagle yeah. thing you know yeah. what and then like the, the, the dynamics totally changed at that point because it's like johnny what the hell are you doing to my kids man you know that's what's eventually gonna happen is like you're poisoning sam's mind you're poisoning uh auntie's mind you freaking like that's what i think is going to is going to i can see your point with that i think that's definitely uh, a change of pace considering that larusso has literally taken both of his sons uh systematically throughout this entire uh series of of cobra kai yeah. so i think that if the shoe was on the other foot with uh sam and anthony uh and him teaching things to- you, I think that that that's a very high possibility of um of hap of happening next season. And I'd be very excited to see it. Um, yeah, you know, you know what I think
1: it, I think it just makes the most sense.
0: Yeah, you know what else could possibly happen though? What if chosen uh kind of like becomes Anthony's Piccolo? You get know what I'm saying? Friggin' uh, if uh, oh if they, I see, yeah, 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 like literally, literally, um, takes the kid and basically humbles that's- him. That's possible. I'm really curious to see yeah.
1: what role Chosen is going to have moving. Forward. I
0: think, I think Chosen's going to have a Miyagi presence uh, in the next season. Uh, I think that he's going to be like the the the, the big the big teacher uh, of the season. Like I think Daniel's going to take like a a, a backseat for a minute.
2: Oh my god! He can't,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, technically he can't teach uh miyagi-do in the valley anymore so that means that i think Chosen's going to come in he's going to be the new instructor of miyagi-do so oh way,
1: oh i uh, see what you're saying so like he's yeah, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. surrogate sensei yes that way yes. they can still have uh like a, a miyagi-do presence maybe yes. now they'll call it miyagi fang
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe i don't know i feel like chosen might fight on that <laughs> i feel like oh Miyagi Do would definitely stay Miyagi Do and then Johnny's just gonna be like, fuck it, we're gonna train wherever. I don't give a shit what freaking uh, uh Terry or anyone else says. Not to mention no, I think since. Moving Terry- forward,
1: we have to I think <sighs> moving forward we have to actually combine the dojos. So it's going to be mm. Eagle Fang and Miyagi Do for real. Like cause they weren't really right. on the same side in this in this last tournament. It was yeah. a three-way match and that and that really yes. is what fucked them over because they yeah they split their best combatants between both dojos yes. so i think to beat cobra kai and the moral of this whole story ultimately has to be balanced so you guys come together to defeat cobra kai yes as one dojo rather than as two separate dojos trying both to compete also Definitely. because there's so many like characters that like if if eagle fang was still split from yagi though i feel like eagle fang has like all of the boys now like it's got it's got like robbie miguel it'll possibly have anthony now miyagi do have eli but like everybody else would be on eagle Fang. oh man
0: it's crazy how like
1: but we you know we haven't talked about that i'm like how did we not mention this yet it's the most the best part of the entire season i think or at least the most anticipated part mm
0: -hmm. the fight between danny and johnny oh my god yo we waited four seasons for that fight only for it to freaking end in a legit draw they knocked each other i told you dude i told you Uh, either
1: either you the only way that fight ends is if you don't know the 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 conclusion or if it ends in a draw yeah the only way you have miyagi or johnny versus danny yeah i feel
0: like honestly the way that uh because we talked about this before how do we think uh cobra kai is going to end and we were saying that it's probably going to end like uh rocky versus apollo at the very end Ding ding, uh, the bell rings, and then like it freezes on Johnny and Danny going into their final fight. So yes. I I I very much think that that's how it's gonna end. Um, cause like straight up, there's so many parallels with the Karate Kid franchise and Rocky. Not to mention, mm. uh, fun fact: Did you know that uh, the best around uh from the first movie, it was actually supposed to be a Rocky song, Rocky three. I think had just come out that same year, and that was, was Eye originally. Yeah, I of the tiger. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: The tiger. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, they winded up uh, switching out the songs for "I of the Tiger" uh, for the best around, and then, and then uh, I think. They were both made by the same production group. So they had decided, you know what? We'll take that song. We'll put it in the Karate Kid. And uh, all I know just... is
1: the moment of truth in season four was like the one moment that pulled me out with that random celebrity guest appearance.
0: <laughs> they just wanted to get a cheap cover in. That's, that's, to be real.
1: <laughs> that was the only part. I was like, this, this is, this is weird. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that Johnny, uh, Danny fight. I love the fact that Danny used the pressure point technique. And Johnny is the only character so far to be hit with the pressure point technique and still be the one to win. Or at least yeah. win that round. Because he gets yeah, hit with the pressure yeah. point technique. He's like, what the hell, man? And he does like a leg takedown. I'm like, yo, Johnny's a beast!
2: <laughs>
0: Dude. But that, I love that was... the, the,
1: the characters even gave Johnny like uh his due respect so like when yeah. when uh danny's family his cousins found out about the fight they're like yo man uh johnny took out me and my whole group of friends like you should you should be careful like he's he's a mean dude <laughs> i was like oh my that's God. right put some respect on johnny's name
0: <laughs> for real like johnny does not mess around and i love how um like Johnny was, like, all about it, like, okay, this fight's happening, we're doing this, so he's going into, like, full-on, like, training mode, he was literally in Eye of the Tiger mode, he's, like, going around, punching, freaking, punching meat, and getting ready for this fight, Daniel's just, like, chilling back. I love that sequence
1: when he's, like, pushing people over, like, doing the montage, (laughs) like, he's running past people, like, kicking their bikes.
0: (laughs) Dude, this was like this was like this is Johnny. This is Johnny Lawrence being Johnny Lawrence, and friggin' like it it, 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 it was amazing. Like how much determination that he had for for this fight, because it's like literally that's all his life has been based around is beating Daniel Larusso. That is literally Daniel Larusso is the bane of Johnny's existence. Basically, mm-hmm. he's the reason why his life sucks. That's that's how his mind works. And yeah. um, then it, the whole thing changes. Where it's like, what am I doing? It's like, am I really about to fight LaRusso? You know? And then like he questions everything. And then and then Danny's like everyone, it's the exact opposite with Danny. Everyone's telling Danny is like, you can't fight this man. You're not really gonna fight this man, are you? You know? And it's like, no, I'm not gonna fight him. But then ultimately, uh, he has a revelation that he needs to fight Johnny in order to move on and move forward with what he's doing and to teach the kids and whatnot. So by the end of it when they're literally about to set up for the fight Johnny's the one that's not even in his ring gear and he's the one questioning himself about this whole thing but Daniel's the one inside the ring ready to freaking go it's like are you like we're doing this right you know we're freaking doing this and then finally uh after four seasons we finally get Danny versus Johnny part 2 and it ends in a freaking draw because they literally knock each other out at the same freaking time but show sure, another angle there are no other angles <laughs> i also love that the kids are the ones hyping hyping up uh both of the teachers and they're the ones who are who, uh they're literally <laughs> Maggie was the only one who even knew about it because the, uh miggy's uh johnny's only follower and Maggie's the one who freaking tells all the students like yo they're gonna fight and then it's like that's and then it's like yo we're streaming this whole we're gonna stream this whole his whole thing and and the kids were the ones who hyped it up and made it a big deal about uh the about uh the fight between the two of them and they actually recorded it and (laughs) and then when they both go down after getting knocked out in the fifth round freaking um uh they go back for for replay johnny's like give me check another angle and it's like that's literally the only angle johnny we only had one camera I was like, it was brilliant. It was freaking brilliant the way that they. I love that. that that Even where fight was so fucking like
1: uh, the anticipation and stress of like, oh god! I I, even though I knew they probably weren't gonna have a definitive ending, it was just so awesome seeing them fight again. And and this is a a good comparison to Matrix Resurrections. Like Matrix Resurrections would had this weird editing style where they would cut to the old movies like randomly to like, to punctuate a scene like, Oh, remember we're paralleling this moment from the old matrix movies and karate kid does that or Cobra Kai does that too. But the, the level of importance, like every time the Cobra Kai flashes back to uh, an old scene, karate kid, it doesn't Mm -hmm. distract you from the scene. It, it informs the scene. It, it builds up the scene. It gives you a, a higher level of gravitas. And I think it's so interesting that the same editing and storytelling technique can be used in two different stories. But depending mm. on how it's executed, the it, it, it comes across in a completely different way. So for Metroidvania, yeah. it comes across as like, why are you showing me a better movie right now than the movie I'm watching? But for Cobra Kai all it does is go like, oh yeah, these are the stakes. This is like where we were and where we are now. Like it actually, it elevates the material rather than distracts from it.
0: This is what I'm going to say about the Matrix because I didn't get to, to, uh, I didn't get to be in the conversation about the Matrix, um, I'm literally just gonna say this: the Matrix Resurrections, it to me, it legitimately felt like a glorified post-credit scene to no. the Matrix Part Three. That's basically all it was. Three-hour post-credit scene. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it's like you literally get to see that Neo and Trinity get to live, and everything that happens after the third movie, and then it's like, oh, that's your ending right there. Like that's how that's just how it felt to me, you know, freaking like. I don't know if it's just, like, coming off of the hype of Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, and then, like, which was, like, it was amazing time at the theater for me. I had so much fun seeing that movie. But then I go in to see The Matrix, and it's just, like, it's boring. My mojo's <laughs> snoring. Literally. What would you, literally. uh, what was your rate? If you had to give it a rating. Uh, passable. Passable. Mm. That's all, passable. Well, i more gonna than passable, not passable.
1: spoil my rating, okay that's fair i'm not gonna spoil my writing though so I, uh on that note i'm going to throw this podcast to my past self and uh my review for mitch resurrections and the season finale of hawkeye with beautiful diz take it away past me
2: why does this feel like a memory like i have been waiting my whole life for you maybe this isn't
3: the story we think it is
2: I never believed I was the one. What do
0: you believe? I still know Kung Fu. The Matrix Resurrections. Rated R. In theaters and on HBO Max. December 22nd. Time to fly.
1: And we're back! I've got Crystal here to talk about Matrix Resurrections. Was it a revitalization? Revitalization? That's not a word. Revitalization of the franchise? Or was it Dead on Arrival? I wanted a female's uh, opinion on this one because. Uh, as we will get
3: into the one in this movie is not the one; it is the two. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you just want me to give my straight opinion? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just making some banter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I tell you now or do I tell you later? But we'll give
1: our general thoughts, uh, non-spoilery re- reviews, are, no, non-spoiler. Yeah, non-spoiler okay. first, and then our ratings, and then we'll jump into spoilers. How did you feel? And Jeff didn't. He he volunteered to not be on this one. Cause he's like, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. I kind of was in. He's kind
1: of mad about it. Eh, look, uh, let's just start there about what our relationship with the Matrix is. Um, I'll speak for myself. I love the first Matrix movie, mm-hmm. and I, that that came out in a time where it was like a lot of Y two K insanity. Like that was mm-hmm. 1999, so it was like. We were on the cusp of that like, oh, the internet and the technology is going to take over and destroy the world. So Matrix was like on the, the, the it came out at the perfect time mm-hmm. to capitalize on those like advancing technolo- technological fears that we kind of had back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, But that first one's a classic, loved it. Perfect blend of action, cerebral philosophy. Uh, well, and- The first
3: one was my favorite one. For sure, uh, yeah. the blend of genres like mm-hmm.
1: anime style action plus, like it, it introduced the whole, the West to the kung fu kung fu style action uh, cinematography. Where like a lot of action uh, that we hate in Hollywood is a lot of close up quick cuts instead of like doing the the wide shot single hold on like a long take of an action sequence, so you get like the full picture and the you see like the full range of the skill of mm-hmm. the martial arts, like, on display. Um, and I mean, what? I, I can't talk highly enough about the first Matrix movie. It, it literally revolutionized action movies as we know it. I mean, it still is part of the zeitgeist where if you just do the tri- the Trinity jump position, everybody knows what you're doing. Like, like oh, that's the Trinity. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're doing the Matrix, the, the Neo Leanback. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But those, uh, those sequels, though, reloaded in re- revolutions. Uh, me personally, even though they were definitely a huge step down from that first movie, uh, now I, I think overall people didn't really like the the those second and third movies.
3: I personally didn't care too much for them. But um, the first one I loved, even speaking from the visual standpoint, that set a lot of things in motion and a lot of oohs and ahs. And that kind of what inspired me to do a lot of different visuals from watching that movie. Really? Yeah, wow. like the bullet time effect and all that kind of stuff. It yeah. was it was real cool to watch. And, Shit and you've never seen before or right, since. Right, absolutely. It it definitely was about ba- um, groundbreaking for me. And um, I mean, I could have. I wanted the story to continue, but um, I was okay with this. I'm wanted. saying it like that because yeah, exactly. It wasn't the way I quite wanted it. It, it. It's funny because when I don't like something, not to say I didn't like it. But I don't remember much of it because it didn't stand out. The first one, I know like the back of my head.
1: It's funny that you phrase it that way. It didn't stand out. I think they did stand out. I think that's the problem though. It was such a a departure from that first grounded well, I'm movie. I'm talking about
3: in a good way. As far as like standing out. Look, when something's really good. I'll watch it multiple times. You mean twin ghosts with sunglasses? I remember and... them being there, <laughs> but I don't want to see it again. A million Mr. Smiths. <laughs> I will of, watch it. Agent Smith. I mean, but I don't want to see it again. Kentucky Fried Chicken I'm, guy yeah, in a big no, white room. Good. None of that before I, I you. I remember that, but I don't want to see it again. Like, I, there's no, you know, I can watch an abridged version yeah. if I forgot something and want them. remember the co- remember
1: the, the the Will Ferrell uh, parody of it. Where he's the architect and he's sitting there, and Justin Timberlake was. I think was Neo, so. I think so. She was hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm
3: sure you're gonna watch it a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> I said vis a vis concurrently. Listen, the am It's like, what are you even talking about? But it's it didn't it didn't stand in my. I remember those things, but it's nothing I really want to re reactivate in my mind again. <laughs> Basically, it was there. I dealt with it. It was cool. We moved on. The first one, yes. I We watch that movie if I see it on. TV to this day. Yeah, see, I'm
1: kind of bearing the lead because I, I think your your takeaway is what most fans kind of walked away from that second and third movie feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that feeling, and I even at the time I was disappointed by the second and third movies, especially how the third movie kind of ended. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it was a guilty pleasure for me. Like I I. I did enjoy the fact that I can think back to those movies, and as goofy as the CGI might have gotten in that second movie where Neo's fighting all the Smiths, and you can clearly tell when he becomes yeah. a CGI figure, little putty man, he's yeah, funny. or like <laughs> like how awkward his model kind of flies when he grabs Trinity yeah. and Morpheus on that on that truck, and he twists and he looks so fake looking. Mm-hmm. And in the third movie, the weird Akira or not Akira or just anime esque mech sequence where like the mechs are just shooting, ah, <laughs> like those things are all corny. But for me, they stick out in my mind as things that are at least original. Like at least, like they were novel moments. That when I think back to those movies, I, I still remember I mean, them. Fair. They and they, and at least for the second and third movies, they still felt especially. If you had asked me before Matrix Resurrections, and we're gonna get there, <laughs> but if you had asked me before Matrix, Matrix Resurrections, if the second and third movie felt like Matrix movies, I would have said no. Mm-hmm. based on how they felt compared to that first Matrix movie but now that we're living in a world where there's four Matrix movies I gotta tell you that second and third movie feel way more like Matrix movies than this fourth movie did I'm not gonna bury the lead in my thoughts about the second and third movie I, even though they weren't great movies I still have a, a special place in my heart for them they're, they're not perfect but they still felt like Matrix movies to me um but for Matrix Resurrections, I'll give my general thoughts real quick uh It didn't do that for me. Mm -hmm. It felt like where the first three movies, and again the second three movies, take them as take them for what they are, they still felt revolutionary to some extent. There Mm -hmm. were things even in the second movie that I had never seen before in a live action action movie. Um and the philosophy. In the second and third movies were still there. Mm-hmm. Some would say too much. <laughs> That's where they kind of went off the rails with the long monologues from the Merovingian and the Architect and the Oracle, and everything's about choice and destiny and predestiny and all that crap. Um, but if you were to ask me now, I would take that in a heartbeat over what we got in Matrix Resurrections. It felt... Like a disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Lana Wachowski, she's one of the creators of the the, the Matrix um, franchise mm-hmm. but I don't know if her brother sister whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to disrespect I'm just saying the other Wachowski I don't know if the other Wachowski is who brought the philosophy because they were co-writers they were co-creators right so and the what I know about what how she felt about the movie going into it it seems like she was coming at it from a very personal tragedy place or tragic place where she lost someone i think her her people her family had died and she felt like the way she describes it is she needed neo and trinity in her life in that moment and this movie feels like that where a lot of the logic and the cold calculus and what felt like more machine like in that first trilogy Mm -hmm. is kind of pushed to the wayside in this movie and it's all about feelings and emotions and maybe you think because the argument can be made that the first three movies were a a love story set around Trinity and Neo. Mm -hmm. But I think when you ask me what The Matrix is about, it's about way more than just that. But this movie kind of pulls out that element. It made it only about that. Yeah. Um, And a lot of things, and I think the bigger tragedy is, if not the story, I would have wanted to see a fourth Matrix movie kind of of, uh, explore. But it's also a, an issue where the what felt like revolutionary aspects of those first three movies just are not present at all in this movie mm-hmm. everything from the, the the groundbreaking cinematography and cgi of those first three movies not here at all i would take the crappy looking cgi of reloaded in revolutions compared to some of the crap that we see in this movie i would like especially the flying effects by the end mm-hmm. it I, I could tell that they were clearly on a crane. It didn't look like they were flying. It looked like they were right, really being pulled by a string. Right. <laughs>
3: um,
1: this felt like a COVID, like budget movie. Like it felt like it was made in a bottle. The. the the sets felt cheaper. It felt like everything a fan felt film smaller. To me. It felt like a fan film. Right, and as people who've made fan films, <laughs> I think it speaks a lot when we say like,
3: it's like "Oh, Jordan, you did really good on this quality." Yeah. <laughs> like if, if we what was made... your budget? Yeah. Oh, a few grand. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. If, if
1: we had made the opening sequence of this movie, <laughs> impressive. Yeah, so that was cool. <laughs> but when the actual thousand dollar cre- budget, yeah, great. <laughs> but when the actual creators of the Matrix or one of the creators of the Matrix makes it makes a bad parody of the Matrix, right? Unacceptable. And, and it goes to every part of production from the the VFX to cinematography.
3: The running scene. even the weight. The, the yeah, the was, weight of running. Yeah. Just, just
1: the how they film someone running back feels Trinity
3: uh, in the actual uh, film, in the actual film, yeah, <laughs> in, the, yeah. no, you're right, in the real film, film. <laughs> <laughs> in the first Matrix versus the reenactment of it, it just felt different
1: yeah and you could argue and, I, and that's the thing people are gonna argue with us like oh it's because you didn't understand the whole point point. and if you look at the subtext of the movie because we haven't talked about what the plot of matrix of resurrection is we're gonna save that for our spoilers um but just to lightly touch out touch on non-spoilers it's it's a parody of itself it's it's so meta and I, people have talked about this online but it's so meta that it's it's basically recreating the original matrix within this matrix movie because the as I guess it's not supposed to talk about the the general plot is that Neo is once again in the Matrix mm-hmm. and the twist on this one is that he the, everything that we've seen in the past three movies is told to him that it's just a video game he made. Right. So that's that's the the twist within a twist of like oh even if you start to get your memories back you just think you're crazy because it, we've already told you that you've made a video game based on those three movies right um, and the premise itself isn't bad I think that's on paper that'd be a cool idea if they did something with it. But because they focus so much on just the love story and you they've drained it of every hallmark and what made the original Matrix movie is great, it feels so much worse. Like I was saying, the action. And that's a big part. The fact that the action feels such like a like a generic Hollywood movie now rather right. than the epic. Like They they revolutionize action. And I walk away from this
3: going, this is... Jazz fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, do you, think, do you think those are spirit fingers? These are spirit fingers. Yeah, no, this is...
1: Throw a dart at an action movie. and It's got better action in this it, movie. And it
3: literally felt like they were like, "Well, we don't, we didn't have a choreograph scene for this, so let's just do jazz fingers." For oh, you're part.
1: talking about Neo's like force push ability? Yeah, where he just force pushes everybody. It's Like they
3: didn't bother. him. Like we didn't have the budget, or we didn't have the time. And I mean, do you remember didn't... talking about that going into this? Where I said that
1: they talked, uh, Keanu Reeves gave an interview saying that he didn't do much choreography, and yeah. I was like, "That's he did a red jazz flag." Fingers. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, that's why." Because <laughs> or
3: that that uh, TikToker, the guy that goes. Yeah. when stuff goes wrong and he shows you oh, he the right Oh, Cabby, way. or whatever his name is, Cabby? I don't yeah, know that's basically his yeah. power. That was Neo's power. Yeah. He <laughs> stomped the foot. You know those amazing,
1: <laughs> high-intensity choreography sequences from the original movie that made you fall in love with the Matrix in the first place? Yeah, yeah fuck all that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, at least we'll have people like Morpheus and Agent Smith in this movie, right? Nah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Will you know?
1: <laughs> and I'll save my thoughts about that specifically for our spoilers, but yeah, everything that made those original movies great was gutted in this movie right and they didn't do enough to replace it with anything of substance and unfortunately and i'm not going to say that it's it's an extreme version of the strong woman trope that i've seen hollywood kind of doing lately but some some elements of it are here i if you had asked me the first weekend this movie had come out how angry i am about it i've probably been more angry than i am now but i feel like if they had just made different choices for how they got to that ending mm-hmm. and even things that are like did you watch your old movies like you there, there are things within your movie that if you if you take so much time the movie to in the editing to do flashes of the last three movies like the little editing throwbacks mm-hmm. within the film reminding me of better movies <laughs> but I'm like you, you spend you waste time doing that rather than use the plot point from those previous movies to try and explain some of the th- stuff happening in this movie right you know what I mean? And the, the, according to the creators, there aren't any plans, and this movie did so terribly in terms of box office, that there aren't any plans for any sequels after this, even though it's clearly set up for sequels. And there's so many loose ends that it's like, nah, you definitely had a plan for a sequel. Yeah, they better no just sense. leave this alone at this point. No, it's dead. Yeah. I'm, no. like, I'm like fucking Superman. I mean, they dead, done it should have Bury it.
3: We could have walked away and just left it as it is. I, I don't know why to revive it the way they did.
1: Um, So I'm just going to give it a poor vision. Just straight up. That's my rating. it's bad in every way that mitch's movie can be bad is bad it made two and three look great that's how bad this is (laughs) (laughs) like i can't believe it
3: (laughs) yeah no i hated this movie i i hated this movie (laughs) but crystal you don't feel empowered as a woman like (laughs) i mean the talk about it i'm confused on how there's sort like you said there was other ways they could have went about it than doing it this way Mm if they wanted to do an empowerment type of thing if that mm. if that was the idea um but not rewrite a story and change it to fit this narrative to the degree of it doesn't make sense to me mm. i don't i don't a lot of
1: also came out and said that um people were misinterpreting what she intentioned in the right. original trilogy. But if you are misinterpreting it in, then clear. you're not telling a story that well <laughs> Yeah. I'm like <laughs> Because there's this, a good this point, many yeah. people,
3: it's not one or two people that oh, maybe you didn't get the vi- No, there's yeah. plenty of people I'm like, wait what? Yeah. Where are we going with this? I, I don't I don't I didn't like it. I didn't get where she was going. I, I don't I didn't like it. Point blank, poor vision. Oh poor vision. I'm say is there? Page. Is is, no, is there something lower? lower. I'm that's like, is the there a lower one? Did, no, I, did I give it too high? <laughs> like, like... <laughs> no, it's <that's> the lowest.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Magoo, you can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I shut up in the spoilers because there's a lot. There's a lot to spoil in this movie. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I we toned could...
3: out at some point in the film. I mean, let's start with the Trinity thing then, because
1: I, that's the most important aspect to me because it's what Lana Wilkowsky came back to this movie to rectify, which is that and look i on paper again i get it you could argue that trinity was just as important as neo in the old movies and i think she, she was she was but here's my thing why is it that the modern feminist does not think women are strong unless there's exact parity between a male and a female like it, it seems like the, the pattern nowadays is for everybody everyone has to be equal in every way if you're and that means equal strength equal ability in every way and if you don't if you're not equal in that way then you feel less than you feel uh, uh disempowered but my argument is people are strong in different ways mm. so i think trinity was just as strong as neo in those original movies because first of all she was always a badass from mm-hmm. the first movie to the third movie sure. there was multiple times even in the third movie after neo got his eyes burned out and he was like, "Trinity this is too dangerous. You can't come. Like I, I'm, I'm going on a suicide run, basically, to stop the the machine empire or whatever." She's like, "You aren't going to do shit without me. That's an order. Like, you can't I mean, tell she me was shit."
3: Iconic, the first yeah, she was a opening, badass. The opening first movie, the first, first
1: movie, second movie, she's fighting like
3: she, that was an iconic scene when she did yeah. the jump up and and all that stuff. So Trinity's
1: already considered to be a strong female character, right? But why is it that we still feel like, I'm just asking this, like, I obviously don't have to answer, but like, why is it that society feels like the only way for a woman to be strong is for her to be physically strong? And in a lot of ways, and this is the same trend that's been happening with other movies like Last Jedi, Uh, I don't know, throw a dart at a, a resurrected old franchise like Terminator, you gotta bring down the man, he's gotta be weaker. And you got to show that the woman is just as physically capable, if not more so than him. And that literally exemplified at the end of this movie, where for whatever reason, Neo just... And it's not a plot reason. They never explain it.
3: Well, I like the fact mm-hmm. that she's physically strong, but it didn't make sense for what I was told in the prior movie. That's, that, that's where my well, she's always been
1: physically
2: out. strong.
3: Yeah, she's always been physically strong, but it made no sense to me as to what was going on with Neo. Hmm. The one. Yeah. And now he's no longer the one, and it was no the one. It's always been several the ones.
1: Well, that's not a retcon. That's, that was been in the old Yeah, movies. that was stated. So, so I like the fact that the, the but... one never really existed. The one is just the lie that the Oracle and Morpheus, what well, really more so the Oracle told mm-hmm. Morpheus and Zion to, to basically obfuscate, obfuscate, I can't pronounce that word. To, to obfuscate? I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> but to basically uh, uh, conceal the fact that the anomaly Will always come to pass,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and they couldn't do anything about that. But instead, they could control it. Right. So that there's no like there's no real the one. There was never that was like a, a prophecy that was a lie. So like I don't mind that there because they were already established. Like in the second movie at the end, that mm-hmm. there was p- past versions of the one.
3: Yeah, they said it was past versions. Yeah. I do recall that. Yeah. But past versions all running in the matrix at the same time.
1: No, they were yeah. unclear. It could have been resurrection. So why? It could have been reincarnation.
3: So, Trinity and Neil are the ones at the current time because they were brought back to life. Why are they both the ones at the same time?
1: Well, that's the here's, question. I, here's I my had. issue because there's a very easy explanation in my mind. Uh-huh. It's the same reason why the. Agent Smith has the one powers in the original Matrix franchise, and that's because
3: they came into contact. Yeah, so they, they Neo fused, and, to and her extent. were doing it, and she Kinda. got the one powers. Remember at the end of
1: <laughs> I, look, and I'm trying to make it make sense because <laughs> at the end of Matrix Reloaded, uh-huh. where she uh, she gets shot and dies, mm-hmm. Neo in the Matrix puts his hand in her heart and like jumpstarts. I
3: remember that, so it's the right. same kind of
1: like the you could see the code in his hand infusing her body. So it's like the the anomaly powers that the one has in quotes gets transferred to other people. I
3: don't people. like
1: that explanation. <laughs> I'm trying to make it work. That's the only way, to me, it makes sense. Because because mm-hmm. you could go back and work on it. You could be like, okay, they, well, even when he used his powers the first time, it was only after she kissed him. So it could be like...
3: Well, why wasn't his the one power working then?
1: Well, his... and That's why I... I again, on paper, I don't mind what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you could ask why is his one power the only working with her? You could argue that this version of the anomaly was already different because the whole reason why he chose to, in the end of the second movie, mm-hmm. save Zion. No, save Trinity instead of Zion. The architect's... So, I, I, I feel so fucking nerdy right now. <laughs> I'm like, you see The Matrix too. <laughs> so the architect's whole thing was you have a choice. Every mm-hmm. past iteration of you has chosen, like if there's two doors and you have choose your love, mm-hmm. one person's love. Or you choose the love of all of humanity. Mm -hmm. Every other past version of the of the anomaly chose, which is more logical choice, choose all of humanity over one person. Right. But Neo is the the difference maker, and he's been the first anomaly to choose Trinity rather than every all of humanity. So that threw like a a, a monkey wrench in all of their in in the in the in the cycle of Mm -hmm. the one, basically. So you could argue that this one is specifically different. In that he has a direct connection to only Trinity, whereas all the other versions of the one had a more general love for all of humanity, but not specifically one person. So maybe, again, I'm trying real hard to make this work. So maybe this anomaly was always two people. Maybe.
3: So the ones.
1: But did you see? But see, there was never a one. The one was always a lie. So okay. there was never a one. It was always just the anomaly. Now there's two anomalies rather than one anomaly. You could argue there was already two anomalies because of what Smith was. So, really, there's three anomalies. So, it's one, one, one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But you see how much work I had to do just now to try and make that work? And none of that is in the fucking movie. So, I just had to be like, girl power, (laughs) strong woman. Because they didn't do anything in the movie to tell me why. Like, you just guess. Like, Okay, uh, Neil Patrick Harris said that the closer they are together, the more the powers would activate. But that that is coming from nowhere. That wasn't in the last three movies. That's not, how the powers ever, that's not how Neil's powers ever worked or activated when they were together in those
3: last three movies. I don't know. I need the movie to tell me that, though.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like there's there's so many plot holes. Why, how, okay, how does The Matrix now even work? They didn't even really no, explain no. that. Why is it only why is it powered by two people's sadness? Their sadness keeps everybody else Soldier's in the It's like
3: Monsters Inc. instead of laughing and, and screaming. Laughing has more power now, so I guess the ones have have all the power. <laughs> but see, it's all
1: it's all just bullshit, basically, that that is like a a a metaphor for the theme. Like it none of that shit makes sense when you're trying to like rationalize it. It only makes sense. When you think about it with your emotions. Because what's the meaning behind that? It, it, the, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, like, logistically doesn't matter why their sadness together is what keeps the Matrix working now. The metaphor is really just our modern society and how the media and we're being, like, we're being controlled by desire.
3: I've really seen the Sentinel Wars. And see this movie. I, Bro, I wanna, that was a way cool to, idea for a movie. I wanted to see that. Like, the the they machine's fighting. Yeah, they mentioned the machines had a whole epic battle and some chose the human side. Basically the whole Terminator situation and we we didn't we didn't get to see it.
1: <laughs> I mean, how'd you feel about old
3: entanglements? J- oh, not even, She, I don't know. I don't even know why she was there. I, this I movie was think so entanglements, awkward Entanglements. <laughs> that
1: was the whole time in my head. But like, of all the characters, I'm like, Niobe? that's the character that you're gonna bring back to make me care because I didn't.
3: I mean, we were supposed to care.
1: Uh, I would think you should care about the last vestiges of humanity. And here's the problem:
3: they didn't really if, focus on that, and it didn't even feel like that was a city of people. They was- need
1: to stop resurrecting these old franchises just to tell me that none of the shit they did in those old movies mattered. Every time,
3: did you get the feeling that, that, that it matters. was a, a Star a Wars? Whole
1: none of that shit mattered.
3: Town or a whole culture of people? I felt no! like it was just. It felt like 15 people in a room. Yeah, it felt
1: like two rooms. Yeah. (laughs) That's why everything felt smaller. It felt like cheaper. Yeah, green more more green screen somehow. Even though I know all those movies were on green screen,
3: I almost felt like they were doing a fan film thing and using people for several characters. Like maybe some of the Smith agents were some of these people with Zion. It's got it because <laughs> of COVID doubling up. <laughs> it's got it because of COVID. Like oh, switches. you're done with the Zion. Okay, get into your suit. We're gonna <laughs> film you with Smith now. <laughs> but you would think with
1: so fewer other characters, you would care about some of them. But I care about none of them.
3: I don't remember anybody. I, I can name
1: the... the crew members. On the original ship, yes, way better than you name these, these people
3: here. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't remember. I just remember the girl with the the haircut. The blue hair. Yeah, that's it.
1: Bugs was her name, yeah. Bugs, because Bugs yeah, was, Bunny, get it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's
3: the only person I remember.
1: And that's another thing. It's like when you, and Morpheus, the movie was it's, so uh, meta. Whatever his name is, like the the whole idea of like, oh, corporate's telling us we gotta make another Matrix movie, or oh, I'm sorry, another Matrix game. But I thought they couldn't do that. Oh, I guess they can. Yeah. Like when you tell me in your movie that you don't give a fuck, that you don't do want to do this. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I'm gonna make
3: sure everyone knows that I'm forced to do this. And here's what you're gonna get. They said it in the film. It was awkward. (laughs) It's like this is why it's crap. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's kind of how I felt. I felt like we're getting crap because. But there are Matrix defenders, Matrix Four
1: defenders that say like, even though we think it's crap, it's supposed to be crap. That was the whole point. I mean, reason why it's smaller, cheaper, why the action is worse. Those are all issues of reboots and sequels, and the whole. I'm like, don't give them that out. You don't purposely make a two hundred million dollars. Really, it's a real
3: woke movie. The whole point is we should be making sequels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is what you guys are getting.
1: But then it's like, <laughs> it's a conflicting story. Like I said, a lot of going out there talking about how the the characters called to me and my, because of my dead loved ones, like I needed them in my life. So like, which is it?
3: What's <laughs> uh, the truth? I would have had, but preferred to have the mic drop and be like, here, that's what you guys get. <laughs> Cause like the, the, the,
1: the argument is like, oh, if, if we didn't do it or if I didn't do it, someone, someone else, else, else was going to do it.
3: Good. I would have rather someone else do it. I mean, if you're going to do a half-assed job on it, then yeah, give, give it to somebody else at this point. I mean, I think the only time you should be, I'm going to do it because I'm going to do it the right way. I mean, yeah. it's like Snyder's Cut type situation. Yeah. I'm going to do it the right way and you're going to see how it's supposed to be.
1: I'll say this though, it felt very personal. So maybe she did walk away thinking that like, this is great. This is awesome. I don't know. But I don't know if the other person, the, the other Wachowski was the, the better writer because it's, it's missing... All of the philosophy, of those first three movies, like just, just the dialogue. Like you, even though you don't like Reloaded and Revolutions, right. you can go back and rewatch those monologues and like really break them down. Like there, there, there is substance in those long ass, uh, wordy dialogues they give. But in this movie, there's less dialogue, and what they're saying, doesn't really mean anything. It, it's just throwaway dialogue, or right. or it's a reference to the meta narrative of the actual matrix like like when trinity him are talking it's like oh well the matrix like you're so famous it's like yeah we made some kids i I don't even get
3: the point of the movie like they they woke them up they were looking for them for what reason what what was what was what
1: bringing Neo back fixed nothing that's what i'm saying that's what my issue was was all these reboots all these like long-winded sequels after the fact like star wars the same thing. You brought back Luke Skywalker and the gang, and, oh, guess what? The empire that you destroyed? Then you didn't really destroy it. Were guess you what? The, 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 the what? peace that you brokered at the end of the Matrix Revolutions? Didn't happen. Th- Didn't matter. Nah, everything still fucked up. Like Zion still fell. Morpheus was wrong. Like, why? Why would you give... Why would you reopen that book just to tarnish the what if I had in my mind? Yeah. Like, the the possibilities of what could have happened yeah, in my I, mind I were better.
3: Saved humanity. And things went back to being correct. You yeah, know? peace. Yeah, nope, that didn't happen.
1: Now, is that realistic?
3: Probably not. Probably not, but, but at least, you know. I'd rather that, though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> than the grim reality of, like, yeah, everything he did was for, was for nothing. He failed. The end. What? <laughs> then why did I watch those old movies? <laughs> What's the point? Because <laughs> let's talk about the, the characters they brought back but didn't bring back. Let's talk about Morpheus. Morpheus? Yeah, like. Yeah. Did you even, like. I, I was confused. By let's that bring Morpheus back recast him and make him a little bit I don't know what to how to flamboyant? What is the what is the politically correct flamboyant. terminology for
3: <laughs> what he was doing. And he had two different I don't know, I felt like he had two different personalities when he was in the Matrix versus when he was outside of it. But
1: he did though. Because he was two different people. The it was idea... like he was
3: calm, and on the other side, he was flamboyant on in the inside.
1: I don't know where the flamboyant part is coming from. Because the whole idea is that he's, he's, a, mix of... he's a agent, or like he's a mix of Agent Smith yeah. and the original Morpheus personalities.
3: And that didn't make any sense.
1: To create a, in a matrix within the matrix that Neo made to wake to subconsciously he subconsciously made him to wake him up from the matrix,
3: right? And he made him from two people, Mr. Smith and uh, yes. Morpheus. What a long way to go to just to not cast Lawrence Fishburne, like just cut, just cast him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm he to he was <laughs> trying to figure out where he was, like even one of those characters. He
1: wasn't. I and the like again the VFX of him in the robot form in the real world terrible. That effect was barely good in the end of Revolutions, but somehow it's gotten worse. How did the VFX get worse?
3: <laughs> like, it looks worse now. It's a $1,000 fan film budget. Yeah, but it cost $200 million.
1: Where did that money go? Cocaine?
3: I need to work <laughs> in Hollywood. To cocaine? I need to work in Hollywood.
1: Nah. You can't. You, you have to fail upwards.
3: <laughs> no, but I mean, if you get that much talented. money, they do <laughs> things. No, you're
1: talented. Um, Or Agent Smith. I mean, what's to say about Morpheus? Like, the way he even like go everything oh, in this. I forgot about Agent Smith. Bro, the valley uh the HM version of yeah. Agent Smith.
3: <laughs> oh man, that but was everything terrible. with
1: Morpheus was a bad parody of the original. The the first meeting and the I'm the more bathroom. mad about
3: Mr. Smith.
1: Bro. I don't even know what to say about Mr. Smith.
3: That was disrespectful. <laughs> Cause at least
1: the Morpheus replacement. I don't know. Was bald? I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> something,
1: something about him was that he's closer to the original Morbius. He audience. had some cool suits on too. And he's yeah, bald and, but like, you know. there was nothing about that Agent Smith replacement. that was anything like Hugo Weaving's Agent Smith. Nothing.
3: An annoying boss at work.
1: And what made it worse is the, like, like I said, the the editing choices of flashing back to the old movies to remind you what he's not like at all, yeah. <laughs> Mister Anderson. <laughs> like that? Is, no, no. No. You didn't
3: say it like that? <laughs>
1: I could literally find... I don't know who the actor is. I'm like, you could find anybody better. You, I mean, I don't
3: understand the choices. The re, I, Clearly, it was intentionally done. But I don't i don't understand. Even him not acting like Smith was actually intentional. It, everything was... Uh, clearly,
1: yeah. everything <laughs> yeah, was intentionally done. You don't, you don't done. get that far from Agent Smith without trying to be that far from Agent right, Smith. Right,
3: <laughs> but I don't understand the point of it. Like, At least if it paid off with the explanation as to why... These characters are like that. Maybe someone can explain. I, I, I don't, especially Smith. Like
1: Morpheus, your your insane long winded explanation. Great it's like okay, Morpheus died in the real world. Fine, but Agent Smith, yeah. he was erased at the end of the old Matrix. That was the whole point of putting Neo in there in the first place and doing that whole plan. Right. So why would you re resurrect? Is it? Is it? Can you not have the the Neo half of the anomaly? Without bringing back I think Smith. That's what made the movie and if so you bad. have to bring back Smith, why does it have to be a different version of They never even really explained that. They
3: never explained it. And you took two great, iconic characters and deleted them. Like, they, they, they part of, they're part of the Matrix. I mean, just as much as I love Trinity and Neo, I love Agent Smith.
1: <laughs> Remember when he came at the end? And Morpheus. And, like, for no real reason, somehow had more power than Neo? Like, he. he I don't know what he's doing. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris could freeze time somehow. Mm. That H and M Smith could overwrite that. Like he it didn't and affect him. Like what? <laughs> why? How? Bullet
3: time wasn't that a thing we gave it or the, the process?
1: But meta. It, so it was, it was so bullet
3: time. Now and, and, no, and, it
1: was called bullet time in the video game version. So I'm sure <laughs> that's why he called it bullet time to Neil. That shit was so stupid. Took your bullet time. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Isn't it ironic taking a thing that defines you and making it your one we- weakness? It's like. Did it define you? I don't. I don't know. I think that defined, that somewhat defined the Matrix. But if I think of the Matrix, is that the first thing I think of? Is that moment, the bullet time moment? I mean, it was
3: a standout moment. It was an iconic. Moment, I guess slow motion
1: is Matrix. That's kind of idea.
3: Yeah, but still, even. You know, what right, you? you know what's to find you? Good action.
1: You know what's <laughs> to find you? Great philosophy. You know what's to find you? <laughs> a good story and a great movie. None of this is great. <laughs>
3: no, just, I, I can't even think of any. That, that awkward scene between him and Trinity. I uh, hate the, that whole the, conversation. The coffee b- cafe. Oh. Kid, Trinity having children. Like, all this stuff was just weird.
1: But, like, on paper, I kind of liked the concept of it, of like the machines, for whatever well, reason, are trying to keep Trinity and Neo apart. And whenever either of them got too close to the truth, they had like agents in place that would. Well, why would the agent them make
3: them speak?
1: And I like that. And again, again, in the, whole, the very beginning, because the, whole... the best
3: friend was an agent.
1: Well, I thought that was stupid too, but with hindsight, <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe, again, it's dumb. You have to, But you have to think about it in the dumb context of the movie. The whole premise is, for whatever reason, them being together, but not being, them being close, but not being together is what powers this Matrix. So the closer they get without actually getting together is better for them. So even that is like the, the, the hubris of the machines to mm. be like, oh yeah, the girl, go talk to her. Because the, their, their misery is what makes energy in this world. So it's like, all right, it's, it's so ballsy as What about as all fuck. the
3: bodies that are still tied up to the Matrix?
1: Yeah, it's ballsy as fuck to do it, but it's just the plot convenience
3: We're of are What about the old energy source? What happened to... The old, that's what
1: makes no sense. The old, and I didn't explain it. The old energy source are the people.
3: But why? So, th- but now, still for some reason, the, the
1: anomaly is the source of the Matrix. But what are you
3: doing with the old power? Did well, here's another thing. Like, what? If,
1: if the people were the power source, now it's like, I guess not, because the, the new agents, which is another, like, if you were to tell me bullet time to find the Matrix, you know what's to find the Matrix? The agents. Yes, but they the took agents. out the agents, and now it's, what is it called? Swat? No, a uh, swarm
3: mode? Swarm mode, where, yeah. When they where would people just bodies become zombies? And that was a terrible scene. I didn't like that at all.
1: Again, the Matrix was great because everything felt so original. But basically putting a video game version of zombie mode on the, your power source, which mm-hmm. makes no sense, isn't interesting. And there was never a moment even where they did that where I ever felt that the characters were ever in danger. That's another thing. These characters, I don't know what it is with like modern day, I don't know what, Hollywood, the, the stakes are so low. Mm-hmm. no one in this died none of the main characters not a single person from that that new crew died so that they didn't even make it feel like the stakes were high
3: I'm still stuck on the power source
1: it does <laughs> sense why no, are your but batteries when, committing suicide <laughs> well
3: no not even just but I'm saying like you're still everyone's still connected to the matrix and they're still receiving power giving power to the matrix why do you need Neo and Trinity hooked up to begin with let's just give them a bit and of a
1: doubt and you, that's the, you it's not just, like they
3: woke up everybody and people were walking around and they kept those two as a source of energy and that's the reason why they're in the matrix because they're getting all their power from that they're still everyone's still
1: you gotta everyone, use the dumb logic uh, like of what? the movie <laughs> you gotta assume again assume that i guess the anomaly power source like once they figured out like oh wait no the anomaly actually has a lot of energy yes. let's just harness that energy but then like why do you need everybody else
3: everyone's like you still know what in I mean? the matrix i don't understand like what's
1: what's where do you get more power from from the other people or from the anomaly do you need both like it, it, it's all so much more convoluted now.
3: They expand real wasn't. estate, and now they have more robots and sentinels <laughs> that they need, they need electricity for. I don't. Who he are
1: didn't... the suits? Like, remember they kept like talking about the suits, like some kind of like right. eight machines higher up than even NPH, mm-hmm. who is called the the analyst, not the he's not called the architect anymore. Now he's the analyst, right? But like, there's just so many loose threads, so many things that aren't explained, so many things are introduced that are like clearly you wanted more movies because it doesn't make sense to introduce like oh don't worry neo even though everything you did was worthless we made some plants we made strawberries so it wasn't worthless it's like that's it at the end hey we got trinity and now we're gonna remake the matrix in our image okay but then you also imply that the analyst was like oh yeah people don't want that people are gonna want to they're gonna reject your reality okay and we're gonna end there that's that's a more definitive ending than what we got in the third movie no if anything, that's, that's a more open ending. So you can't tell me that there was not, there was no plan for mm. another trilogy. At least, great. I don't want to see that trilogy.
3: <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it even be about. You'd watch it if they came out.
1: I would. I would have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I would hate it, and it would further tarnish the main. Like I, I am deleting this movie from my brain.
3: I can't believe I'm see, living in. a That's what wo- I do. Yes. When <laughs> I don't like something, I delete it. You ask questions. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: But I can't believe I'm living in a world where I look back on the second and third movie with like nostalgia now. So, it, if nothing else, Major Resurrections at least made me appreciate Reloaded in half. Revolutions. It's like it's like Thanos, perhaps I was too hard on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Remember that Dragon Ball Z fight in the Revolutions? You know, people thought it was stupid. It's pretty cool now if you think about it. I would take that a, a thousand times over before I would take... What was the action in this movie? Riding on a motorcycle doing force pushes? Force push, force push. Yeah, come on, Trinity. I can't fly because I'm an inept man now. For whatever reason, <laughs> every man has to be weakened in these movies nowadays. So you've got the power. You fly, and that, and, it, and you know why I'm 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 like I've got so little patience now for this because it's not even hidden. They made the analyst become a chauvinist, like a mm-hmm. male chauvinist, like that. Like if the message wasn't clear enough that. Women be strong, and you can't tell a woman not to that she's not empowered. That for no reason, the ant he's a machine. Why mm. did machine all out of nowhere become like, Oh, it used to be so much easier to control women? Am I right? Like,
3: <laughs> I mean, that was a weird line to put in there,
1: <laughs> but he did he did it a couple times. That was yeah. the, the first time in that bar or whatever the, the restaurant, and then again at the end, where uh, he's talking to Trinity and Neo, he does it again. Where he's like, Oh, oh, women, am I right? I'm like. Why is this necessary? Why why do men become like chauvinist pigs to make it easy for women to perform hyperviolence violence on them? Like <laughs> just cutting his head off or whatever, cutting his throat. Yeah, I don't know. I need I need I need your opinion as a woman. Why why does that make you feel empowered? Like this, <laughs> I'm being honest. Like because obviously they think it does.
3: Well, I like seeing women. I can't even
1: say this is a woman that wrote it. Or I like seeing I?
3: women in, in power positions, but if it makes sense to the story. In this particular instance, I would have preferred to see Bugs or whatever her name is. Oh, uh, I would do- have hated, <laughs> hated that more. You would have hated that more? You would have liked her to become the... At least Trinity has a history. Trinity has a history, <laughs> yes, but I didn't understand reason why... It just, just, it just didn't make sense yeah, to me. The whole
1: process of even getting her out of the pod and bugs connecting to her and all that. I shit. don't
3: get. I don't get, get any so of this. Like, I don't understand why she was even resurrected back. How she's related to any of this? Why is she? Why are they the ones? Because there was
1: no end goal. Like, we need to get Trinity, and then what?
3: <laughs> but it being rebirthed into another person yeah. would make more sense to me because it's a different time now.
1: No, but they but, they resurrected both their bodies, and even that was like a hand wave. Like it was super expensive. What does that mean? There's money in the machine world. Like what are
3: you talking about? <laughs> it was super expensive to provide both. Like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't
2: know.
3: I don't. I don't get it. I don't really care enough to get it. I didn't like it. <laughs> and it's but did you feel like, like
1: like did you? I, I'm 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 coloring your perception. Did you feel like that was the messaging though? Like that there was like a. A concerted well, only effort because to they make made parody and power lines
3: levels. in in the film. I felt like that's what it was supposed to be geared to. Hmm. I mean, it's the same thing with um when we talked about Endgame, when all the women were running all <laughs> at one time, yeah. and they made a notable point, point to show on. that. Yeah. i rather have just looked up and seen it. But if you're telling me, hey, look, we're all girls, and I'm going to be like, oh oh, okay, well, I Mm. guess you're making sure I see this. (laughs) There's an effort of you making sure I notice this. Yeah. Then it clearly looks like you're doing something on purpose to to make the effort of putting... Which I think they should put women in power in certain positions, but when it makes sense to the story. In this particular situation, I would have loved to see a woman, but I don't feel like Trinity was... I don't understand why Trinity was but there. But
1: here's why I feel you feel that way. It's because, in this instance, like you said, it's part of the story. Like, we're not complaining about strong female characters, arcane, right? Right,
3: we absolutely. We both love not.
1: it. Like there's not. There wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, too strong. No. It's because what they're doing, the Hollywood pattern has been taking old franchises and then whatever white male was like the center of that franchise, whatever pedestal they were on, they knock them off. And they mm-hmm. make it a point to point and be like, look, look, look how much. Look how incompetent the man is without a woman. Look how look how weak the man is without a woman. Look how she he she's got to be stronger. Like there always has to be the moment where the woman is clearly stronger in a position of power, more so than the man. Because it doesn't feel like the again the message comes before the story. Because mm-hmm. what do we say? How do we start this whole review? We felt like Trinity was already a strong female character. Did she have to be? Did she have to fly? the way neo flew i wouldn't mind her flying strong. but did i want an need to,
3: explanation for it
1: did she but, I'm, but, I'm, but what i'm That's saying what is it. did she have to to did that is that what made her a strong character the ability to fight like neo to be able to fly like neo they have all the abilities of the main character did that make her strong or was it her heart was it her compassion was it her resolve her belief in Neo. They touch on it in this movie too, where it's like, she believed in me, so I want to believe in her. That's all great. Those are all themes I thought worked well. And actually did connect back to the original movies. But I feel like there's this focus on physical capability that we ignore that there is a difference between men and women. And not in every instant, instance, a woman doesn't have to be just as physically capable as a man to be as important or strong. That's my argument. And I feel like stuff like this, where they knock a character that we, we like Neo, we, we watched his journey, we, we root it for him to make a change. And now that you you take a step backwards and retcon that difference he made and say, like, no, he didn't make a difference. But now what, we, we lost that resolution. And now instead, what the Hollywood message is here is what's more important than that past resolution to the whole story is that, no, you need to understand that Trinity is just as strong as capable as Neo. I was like, oh, I thought she was strong. This didn't change my opinion of Trinity make me like, "Oh, now. Now she's a strong character." It's like, "No, you focus on the wrong aspects of strength."
3: Well, I don't mind that, honestly. I don't mind her being stronger than Neil, but when it makes sense for Neil to be weak. Like I didn't I didn't get why he had no abilities at this point.
1: The message. That's But why. That's, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's needs what I'm to saying. Make sense. It needs to make saying, sense to me. But that, that we agree. But that's what I'm saying. And this and this movie's an example of the, the sense didn't matter. The message mattered more. And that's always what happens with these friends. Ray, she's a go-to example, but, like, that's a great example of character. They literally, and that's not even, like, speculation. They came out and have said now that the behind-the-scenes dialogue about that entire trilogy was, first and foremost, Ray has to have no weaknesses. That was a, like, a, a, a mandate. So it's like, when you start on that foot, of course everything that follows is gonna be a clusterfuck because you're not starting from a place of, like, no, this is what a good story would be. And a good, because a good story means a good arc. And a good arc means a character has to become strong.
3: Well, they have to have progress.
1: Yeah, but if you're just like, no, you just get it all. That's why Trinity just got it all, but it's like, why? Like, but if they, they had done the work, like what we've kind of like pitched here, where it's like, if you had gone back, it, all the time you show all those flashbacks to the fucking old three movies, mm-hmm. show that scene where they're, on the, where they're on the roof together at the end of this movie, show a flashback to him putting his hand on her heart and the 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 code pumping through her body and then the, and then she's like has the revelation of like no i can do this and then if if the message isn't more important in the story and you don't need to diminish a man to put a woman on a pedestal at the end of the movie they both flew together anyway why have that moment where it's just like oh i can't fly oh thank god the woman was able to fly without me don't worry strong woman and she flies off why not have them <laughs> fly together like the whole message is just they're the two right
3: so why not have that exemplified? Why even have the moment where it's like, no, no. no well, making- in the Matrix situation, yes, I agree with that. But it's it's more or less like I, I get, I do feel women need representation. And I do feel like women can have course, stronger roles than women. Um, I mean, men, women should have stronger roles than men in some, some films. But it's just got to kind of go with the story. It'll, and yes. because this is already a story that's already written. And you already know the characters to be who the characters are. It's weird. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's
1: the issue. I mean, I'm not making like, the argument. That's why I always feel like the other extreme is taken when someone just says like, no, there's other ways to exemplify strength. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be stronger women in other things or women stronger than men in things. I don't want a Wonder Woman movie where Steve Trevor gets Superman powers and now he's stronger than Wonder Woman in her own movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want that either. But I'm saying that there, the reason why this, this, this rising ire towards Feminists and quotes agenda and strong female characters is a reason. It's because Hollywood is forcing it over and over and over again. People aren't stupid. They're noticing. And it's a pattern. They're not they're not good enough writers to try and hide the pattern. <laughs> and they think, even though it's constant fail, like these things that they try and do constantly fail. They just keep trying. And it's like, who are you making this for? Because it's if it's if it's for you, a woman, to feel empowered, it's obviously not working. So you're telling your story wrong. There are better ways to tell these stories. You know what I mean?
2: hmm
1: I think King's a great example because that's, that's like all strong women.
3: Yeah, and it's fucking no, yeah. awesome. You know, that's one of my favorites uh, of 2020. Yeah. 2021, geez. Yeah, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Living on COVID time. Yeah.
3: Um, is there any other character? We kind
1: of mentioned Bugs, but there's not much to say about her because she's trash. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but she didn't have to be trash. That's the reason I'm like... Eh.
1: They had no character. None of them had characters. It was just like, I'm a fanboy or a fangirl. Yeah,
3: everybody was <laughs> fanboys and girls. I don't know.
1: Even Keanu Reeves was so flat in this.
3: I mean, Keanu's
1: I know he's not a great usually, actor. But but still, if I go back and watch the first yeah. movie, he was better in that. It, they were just they were all drained of energy and purpose. <laughs> it's a fan film. Yeah, if, if you told maybe if you told me this is a fan film, I still would be disappointed. I still, there are better fan films out there, but I, I could go with like I it don't all.
3: like Banana Republic Smith. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that, man.
1: That whole thing was trash. But yeah, there was, there was just a better version of this. And what makes me so upset about this is that I know there was a better version of this movie here. Even if you wanted Trinity to be as strong as Neo by the end, I don't have a problem with that. But you could have gotten there better. How much better would it have been if the whole movie, Neo couldn't access his powers? Like, he just couldn't. Like, he couldn't do anything. He didn't fight the way he used to fight. He couldn't use his force abilities the way he used to. And the whole movie felt dire. Because the one couldn't fight the agents. And we'd have agents. Not to fucking swarm shit. <laughs> and then by the end, when they do free Trinity, that moment on the, on the roof, that's when they, both their powers activate. And together, they're able to stop all of those missiles. And they fly off together. That would be dope. <laughs> but that's uh, what I'm saying. This is a, even that, right? That's a better alternative yeah. to this.
3: Yeah, I don't. That movie was just.
1: <laughs> Neo, fly! Can, can you still fly? Nope. But that's the reason fly. why I didn't get I that, know. because it's like <laughs> he didn't.
3: It, it, he still had abilities.
1: That's what I'm saying. It wasn't consistent. So. And
3: she woke up and got her abilities within two seconds.
1: Well, she got her abilities. It was weird. Because it was happening during that weird transference process with bugs. So I'm like, was it because of the bugs connection? Was it because of it the bugs. anomaly connection in the past movies? Like they never explained it. Like where's the the powers coming from? You know what I mean? Like it didn't I didn't understand. nothing to understand people be like oh it's because you didn't get it but it's like no the, the movie didn't do a good enough job to explain the plot <laughs> it had two and a half hours and it couldn't explain the
3: plot yeah no it felt very long it was very uh it um, felt
1: like two and a half hours
3: i told you i zoned out at some point what movie did we even... just
1: watch that was two and a half hours it didn't feel like two. Hours? it was some movie recently that went by fast that was two and a half hours
3: probably spider-man
1: nailed it yeah there's no way home
3: that was that was the comparison after seeing that and seeing The Matrix it was yeah. like what the hell?
1: Oh right, it's been so long. That was the same weekend basically.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it was like wow, this is a great movie. What is this we're watching now?
1: <laughs> and to cap the whole thing, I think that's the best like counterpoint to how to do nostalgia right. Like mm-hmm. No Way Home is the best example of how to right capitalize on right. pat like. The, it felt like the culmination of all the past Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. This didn't even feel like the culmination of the past three Matrix movies. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> and you wrote it. The guy that made No Way Home didn't write those old Spider-Man movies. That, that tells me that that fan had more love for that source material than you have for your own franchise.
3: <laughs> yeah. Definitely not something I would recommend. Actually, I did recommend someone watch it just because I was so disappointed in it. I wanted them to understand my disappointment <laughs>
1: Uh, know my pain
3: (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, go check it out you know tell me what you think (laughs) alright
1: so let's just uh, wrap it up with Hawkeye real quick episode 6 the finale Kate
2: it's time I just want to know you're ready I'm ready this Wednesday
0: the Marvel Universe is about to get a lot bigger there's someone at the top He's the guy I've been worried about this whole time.
2: Not me.
1: Uh, Jeff didn't really want to talk about this, so we will just give our our thoughts real quick. Okay. Um, I think because he also felt like it was kind of meh by the end. Uh, I mean, I'll say right off the bat, a lot of the things—just writing the spoilers. A lot of the things that happened in that finale were things that we both kind of predicted. Right. Like, everything from the opening being Kingpin, like, the pattern of that entire series had been, if they introduced a character at the end of a previous episode, at the beginning of the next episode, you get some kind of backstory for them. So, the same thing happened to Kingpin in this one. Um, And it's cool that we got Daredevil's Kingpin in it. Yes. Uh, He did the man-baby thing. I talk like this, Vanessa! (laughs) 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 I love how strange he sounds. I love how he speaks. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um. They made some choices that, if they go the way they kind of presented it in the episode, I'll be pissed. Uh, But overall, I mean, it was an okay finale.
3: I felt like I was watching Home Alone. It did fumbling. It was too much fumbling for me, and it was too much of like a comedy. Like it It
1: felt definitely the most low stakes of all the Disney Plus. It
3: really did. Like, I, it, it was... Even most, the Yelena
1: stuff. She's an assassin. It was all
3: comedy. <laughs> yeah. All of it. All of it was comedy. Everybody was fumbling around. Nobody was really getting anything. Out. It, was, it was just very weird. Yeah. Very, very weird for them to play out. Usually, they keep stuff to a minimum like that. They keep it lightweight. But this is like they wanted to do the whole series lightweight. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Definitely didn't feel like any of the other films. Films. Any I mean, of the yeah, other shows. shows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like every other show had a more... Climatic it's serious for at some point what if it's the only one that kind of didn't i know actually even what if did i nice think about that what if even had like a kind of epic finale so yeah hawkeye's kind of the the most comedic of all of them
3: yeah it was too lightweight like i love I the mean, fact that every, I, I love the every series has to be heavy true you know, true i get that um but it, it was just very 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 lightweight i guess maybe because they were doing christmas that's why I said I felt yeah, like it was a Malone type of thing. Yeah, day. you want
1: death in Christmas? <laughs> Baby Christmas? I want to die. What you dead!
3: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucked But
1: I tough. didn't take
3: it serious. I didn't take yeah. any of it serious.
1: I almost wish I had binged the series, cause like, and I know we watched this, this the finale so much farther apart from the, like the previous five episodes, mm-hmm. but it didn't. With hindsight, it never felt like it was cranking up. Like ratcheting up like the no the intensity to this this boiling point of a finale it just kinda happened. Like yeah, okay, that was the thing.
3: Yeah. I mean you felt like something was coming, but when it did get here, we're just in the scene for so long and it was just a bunch of fumbling.
1: Because what's the biggest takeaway, the kingpin stuff?
3: Yeah, but even he was kinda fumbly.
1: Yeah, I mean he fought Keith Bishop and kinda lost.
3: <sighs> fumbly. Kinda. Everybody was
1: fumbly. Yeah. Fumbly. Fumbly. That's what yeah, I'm I guess it was very home alone fumbly. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the Yelena stuff is probably, like, some of my favorite interactions between her and Kate.
3: I love the, the beats that they did. Yeah. I love that scene. That was probably my favorite scene out of the whole episode. It was just the two of them bickering with each other. And for them, it made, I mean, I guess it made sense for everyone. Because nobody's, take, the tracksuits aren't really taken seriously either. No, that's Team Rocket. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's what happens when your villains are Team Rocket, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then Kingpin, you think something serious is going to happen, and... Yeah, nah, nope. Did 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 Jon Snow die?
1: I think so, but we both cared so little about that character and his yeah. relationship with Echo.
3: It's like okay, cool. I think he's dead, and even
1: Echo, like I, I care about. Her, I don't but... understand the weight they put on somebody because they even talk about. Are they really gonna give her a spinoff? That's what I heard. I hope not. <sighs> it makes no sense. Did you, watching this movie or this movie, did watching you... this show, did you? Would you have walked away going like that? Echo. I need to see a spinoff show about her.
3: No. No! I don't even want to see Yolanda and um Kate.
1: Yeah, I would sooner want to see a spin spinoff. Yeah,
3: I want to see those two Because Black Widow's so that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, Echo...
1: I, and I understand she didn't have dialogue, but something about her face. She did not still sell... Still stuck on her face. Yes, her face did not... Do- <laughs> she did not sell me on I hate her just... face? Yeah, I don't... It's not that <laughs> even- I hate her face. Her face is too... Too mellow. Shit monkey, too round or something to, to be like a badass, like I mean
3: it's it fits the the tone of this episode. Very mellow. <laughs> but then at the Very end they, they want you to
1: believe that she's a bad enough dude to kill Kingpin. Spoilers, but we said spoilers. But like I'm just like, nah. They didn't show it, so probably not. But why even end it like that on a hey guys, you know that character you've wanted us to pull in from the Daredevil universe? He's here! And we're gonna figure out kill him, but then this the series he's actually only been in this one episode but we're just gonna kill him off at the end of this like what? Kinda,
3: i feel like the little you know a little marshmallow man from um from Ghostbusters. yeah i feel like that's that's the level of these villains right now <laughs> like oh because
1: like if you didn't even know who kingpin was from daredevil would you feel no. anything no 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 there was no Not he didn't all. do enough to make me go like, oh that's menacing or like oh that kingpin guy i'm like does he even have a like henchman he did everything himself in this it was like, where's your henchman, bro? You're the kingpin. <laughs> like, the, the kingpin of all of crime. And you got no thugs to do this shit at the end of this this series? That wasn't a tracksuit for him? But he still went to go fight... What's her fate? Elaine? Uh, Alain- no, it's not her name. Eleanor. Yeah. By himself. Why?
3: Because he's kingpin. Is that personal? You got. You can't have some do your dirty work, bro? I don't know. It just seems so sloppy. That's the reason why I didn't think he was going to fight. Yeah, it, is. it seems it too sloppy. didn't like anybody was on his level to fight. So that's the reason why I was like, okay, well, he's clearly not going to be in it. He's going to be in it as the boss. He's going to send some lackey. They're going to fail. And that's who, you know, that's how that's that's going to end. And he's going to be safe for another day. Yeah. but I like nope. that
1: they they showed that he is not superhuman, but he is more... Invincible. To yeah, some yeah, his he fat makes him strong. Yeah, strong got, and got, durable.
3: Uh, hit by several uh, uh, arrows. Didn't even phase him.
1: Yeah. So I like that part. But, like, I, I just think that if your whole shtick, the whole shtick of Kingpin is that he's never, he he tries to get his hands dirty for the sole effect of if he does, he's busted at the end. No more Kingpin. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, he always stays behind the scenes for that reason.
3: Oh, no. He was in New York City just he was waltzing trying around. to kill all these he was children. Doing it children. He was doing it all. <laughs> there was never a moment where he was like. Go kill those guys. It was like, uh, especially women and children. Like, let me. Yes. <laughs> let me kill these women and children. I'm gonna like, get my hands dirty. <laughs> I'm like, why? You're the
1: kingpin. Like, you have to be smart about this shit. Because even in Daredevil, they made a point to have him act like that.
3: Yeah. They did.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, I, even that. I mean, it's cool they had kingpin in this, but even that was kind of disappointing. Because it was like, it was like a shell of the kingpin that I wanted
3: for like a I video like. game <laughs> level. Kinda. <laughs> when you get to the
1: boss board, you gotta fight. Kinda his little hawaiian white yeah. outfit it was weird it was like this, is, it, this is like the and again this goes back to how i feel about modern hollywood or or even let's like disney it feels like and i, I guess it's not even like a, a a crazy take but you know they shave off the hard edges like even you haven't watched boba fett but i've watched the first episode it's it's like they try to make boba fett a good guy
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like the whole point of boba fett like if we have a Mandalorian show, isn't the whole point of Boba Fett to be a more extreme or more villainous version of that character? Right. But no, they make it a point trying to try and make him a good guy, oh, and I'm okay. like, but that to me just smacks of like, no, it's Disney. You can't have villains be too villainous, like Maleficent or Cruella and all that shit. Well, they're
3: showing their half. I, I'm surprised they even did what they did with Koala, but whatever with that. <laughs> but
1: it's it makes me worry about Deadpool number one because it's like what's Deadpool oh, going to like? Oh, they're going to
3: dial him back. Yeah. Now? If this is Kingpin, like, I, I can't imagine
1: how they're going to handle Deadpool. Yeah. But, yeah, like, so, even though we have Kingpin in this, he just feels like a lesser form of what I remember him being in Daredevil. Yeah. Especially we have Kate Bishop being the one fighting him and beating him.
3: That made no sense. I was like, because uh, I want him to I fight spider I mean, Spider-Man. the power level always been off in, the, in like, this show, though. But
1: if Kate Bishop can whoop his ass... I, but even Yelena, like I could like you said, we were watching it, I felt like Yelena was holding back. Like she wasn't actually trying to kill well, her.
3: Well, that's the reason why I said that made sense because yeah. you knew at this point she, she liked her. Yeah. I so she the, didn't wanna she <laughs> didn't want, even when she took the slap to the face. Yeah, like what she was was that. that? Like, yeah.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: And <laughs> hey, you saw her fear of her. She was like, Yeah, I think I went too far. <laughs> this is an assassin, this is a black widow. Let me not let me not go this far mm-hmm. with her. But that made sense on those levels. But Kate should not be able to hold her own kingpin. No. at least. Not even two seconds. No. She should have been slapped out and unconscious for the rest of the, the rest of the episode at that point if she got hit by him. Yeah,
1: again, because I wanted him to fight Spider-Man at some point. So if Kate Bishop wouldn't get the upper hand on him, it's like, well, clearly Spider-Man's going to manhandle you. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe I guess they were trying to show that she made progress to some degree. Because they did make her a lot more uh,
1: competent by the end.
3: Yeah, this episode. Oh yeah, that little move stuff, she did
1: where she was like sliding she, across the ice. You know, and, where she used the bow as like a vault to do like a punch thing. That was yeah, cool.
3: That was cool. But but I was like, how'd you like, practice how did, that? Like, yeah. what'd you
1: learn yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
3: well, you remember know what I said? I yeah. was like, when well, did she get lessons for this? Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> not like they had time to train. <laughs> it's has it, been five
3: days. Yeah. Your progress shouldn't be that great. Should make a little progress. Yeah. But not, not to the but point But I'm glad they also didn't go
1: all the way to make it seem like she was ever on Hawks or Hawks on a Clint level.
3: I mean, she kind of was at the end. When? She was shooting; they were shooting. I mean, it was against the tracksuits. Yeah, that's what I'm Frantic. saying. Like that's that's but fighting
1: minions, so it's like I, that's cool. Yeah. I'm fine with that.
3: That's like target practice. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yeah, maybe.
1: And they had like the the buff of having all of the, uh, trick the trick arrows, arrows, that he had arrows. Made. so it's like I I could buy that. They're basically shooting ducks in a barrel. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah, but see, that's that's what I mean. We're like, you don't have, but in. There could have been a moment where Clint just, has a terrible shot. He can't make it. And then she's like, don't worry, I got this. You know what I mean? That's no, that that's modern be... Hollywood shit where I'm like, yeah. come on. I get it, strong females. But like, there's a way to do it where it doesn't feel unnatural. And I don't feel like there was ever really a moment, I'm, I'm thinking. I don't think there's ever really a moment where Hawkeye took me out and I was like, oh, how did she do that? Or like, oh, you diminished the man in this. like You know what I mean? So like, I feel like there is a way. To make female characters strong,
3: like when it makes sense, it makes sense, yeah. Like, like Yelena beating not... up
1: Hawkeye, even I'm like, I didn't even get that. I'm, I'm not sitting there going, like, yeah, she's what? a Black Widow, yeah, she's, she's a Black Widow, and I don't think Hawkeye would go all out against Yelena anyway.
3: I mean, if she's anything like her sister, they would be matched, yeah, even though he said that you know Black Widow was better than him, yeah. but they would be matched. I would think they would be even in my
1: head, canon. I think Black Widow is better fighter than Hawkeye anyway. Because yeah. at that point, what's the point of being, like you know, what I mean, it's like, it's like the Flash. If Superman could run faster than him, what's the point? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you got the bow and arrow. That's your thing. But yeah. in terms of hand to hand combat, I would always that's think her, her Black theme. Widow. Yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah. So what would you? We didn't even rate this episode. But what would you rate the whole series too?
3: Um, on a series level, what what are the ratings again?
1: Uh, poor vision the perfect vision, and in the middle we got passable, and then more than passable wasn't passable.
3: It's yes, between passable and more than passable. I mean, I enjoyed it overall. Mm. The series we're talking series, yeah. I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I, w- I didn't mind watching it. There was some light-hearted moments. Uh, I love the chemistry between Kate and Helena. Um, that that there is what made it for me. If mm. they didn't have that relationship dynamic and she wasn't in it, definitely wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, But I think because she's in it, I'm going to do more than passable. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I'm 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 also between the passable and more than passable, but I'm going to give it the more than passable. Um, because at the end of the day, it was an enjoyable watch. And I feel like if I had watched this like a movie, like mm-hmm. if I watched all six episodes back to back, I would have walked away feeling more satisfied. Mm. Because I think it's the long wait between each like some movies are some shows are better binged and some shows are better week to week the shows that are better week to week are the ones where you can speculate what's gonna happen next and there's a lot of things going on in the plot right the things that are better for binging is when there's not a lot going in the plot but it's more character focused um this felt more like a binge show because i felt like there wasn't enough here to satisfactorily speculate on the plot details between week to week, that's why we basically nailed every. Single there was prediction. no cliffhangers. Christmas, like we Probably nailed the Christmas Day ending. We, other we... than Kingpin, which yeah. we
3: all kind of figured, but there yeah. was no, there was no cliffhanger. Every other Disney Plus show has had some type of like, with um, Wanda twist and Vision. or like, like you're sitting there and it left you like, like the black and white thing. Like why, why is that thing in color? Yeah, like you had to wait for the next week to find out. Yeah,
1: that was a great show week to week.
3: Right. Yeah. Right, because it was always something that you left were left like, yeah. what the hell just happened? Yeah. I want to I want to tune in next week. Yeah. So many this things trying was... to try and piece together. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um there
1: were moments in this week where it's like, did anything
3: really happen? Or
1: not really. No, made the it was very okay. easily okay. For, anyway.
3: it felt like one long episode.
1: That's what I'm saying. This would have been better as a movie. Like if we just one watched it in episode. one sitting. They yeah. can
3: cut some stuff out, make it two hours, call it a day. Yeah, because
1: even the kingpin stuff. I think I feel like i well, I'm walking away from that sixth episode feeling disappointed because I waited so long for a kingpin. Right. But if I had just watched it in one sitting, I would be like, oh, I think it's kingpin. <gasps> it is kingpin. But because, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, just right. the anticipation to to not even get the best version of what I thought that would have been.
3: Who killed her father, by the way? Was it kingpin?
1: I, that was, I thought they were going to be like revealed that there was like some foul play. I guess there wasn't. He just died, but the, the, the issue was he died with debt. He just died and he had debt. No, to no, not her um uh the echo oh echo oh
3: like yeah, that was I the whole point it, of the movie yeah i guess I mean, it was the whole point of the series i'm not sure if about. it was
1: kingpin himself or it was the guy that kingpin ordered to do it remember before she asked him like huh and you weren't there that day and i was like no i was out so i would have to assume he did it but kingpin made him do it oh no he definitely made him do it remember remember well, again we were so not invested in that yeah. last battle but i do remember him saying like i had to do it some to that effect right and she was like something like that." something right? like that and she was like i guess." I she mean didn't to say make she whole, didn't say the whole, whole premise, say premise of the <laughs> show
3: based off of this particular situation it's kind of breeze by it like that because we didn't give a fuck about that <laughs> Like
1: if I was invested in her backstory and like oh my god what happened did her father die or was he killed then maybe I would have cared about the resolution but yeah. I didn't give a fuck about it and she didn't wasn't a strong enough character to make me give a fuck <laughs> so yeah I mean I could say it's like, I'm like oh it's my wait a fault. minute
3: what about that whole plot <laughs> it's,
1: not, it's not interesting it was probably the least interesting part yeah. That was the least interesting aspect of the entire series.
3: Yeah, I cared more about Mustachio. Even... I was going to say that. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I yes. cared yes. more about Mustachio. Mustachio. And
1: I called it Mustachio Man. Not was only innocent. was he, he was innocent, but then he ended up being a good guy at the end. Yeah. With the, he used his sword play with the LARPers to defeat the, the tracksuit.
3: Yeah, Mustachio actually came in. Yeah. Which I was like, Is that cool.
1: Can you just use a sword like that? And you don't get yeah, arrested?
3: Yeah, just pull out machine guns and swords and nobody's going to stop you.
1: There were literally no cops. Cops going to take 30,
3: 40 minutes to show up. Yeah. They never shut up. <laughs> the very end. Right. The oh, yeah. the time very, they very end. the mother. Yeah. She was still at the car for some reason. Yeah. We're going to make this right now. Only
1: when the action stops do the, the authorities ever show up and <laughs> Or the Spider Man. I love how they Spider Man lives what's going down the block. On. Like, there are explosions happening. Spider Man is, like, just ignoring that. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> like and they already knew what's going on. They went right up to Kate's mom. You're under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. I just killed fifteen people with arrows, but you're going to jail.
1: Yeah, that dude with the frozen <laughs> leg is definitely dead.
3: <laughs> the people with the the, the got shrunk. in yeah. the arrow, the arrow, the uh, owl took them off to yeah. eat them.
1: But yeah, so I, I give it the more than passable, and it's th- it's for the strengths, like the Yelena dynamic with Kate Bishop, with right. even the moments with Hawkeye, his his solo monologue yes. moments, yes. Hawkeye's moments with uh, Kate. Like I mean, the, Hawkeye the, is a, the character, included, of course, because yeah, he, he's he's the star. Yeah, the best character moments is what elevates this to the more than passable for me. Right. Yeah, but if I were to do it all again, I would definitely. Have, I, I wish I had binged this rather than watch it week to week. Hmm. Yeah, but all right, I guess that's that's it for Hawkeye, and that's, that's it for it this for week, yeah. <laughs> Sorry that this <laughs> week's done. Whew. Yeah, both of the the reviews you were on for things that you didn't really give a fuck about. <laughs> Sorry. <I> mean...
3: <laughs> it is what
1: it is. <laughs> well hopefully when you're back on next time we'll have uh, some things that you're actually interested in talking about yeah well, yeah see so the
3: thing is when I don't like something I don't pay attention to it it's good mm. that's why I, 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 I mean that's why I said please explain me the matrix because <laughs> I toned out right after but I
1: don't think Lana Wachowski explain the matrix scene. okay <laughs> so I don't, when I don't you know said
3: Mr. I was... Anderson I was like okay yeah I'm going to sleep you said it better than he did <laughs>
1: Mr. Anderson! Oh, yeah, Mr. Anderson.
3: <laughs> it's
1: like he went up on it unless like,
3: he never went up it's on like it. It's like he won something on, on Family Feud. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Come Anderson! On come on down! Mr. Anderson! <laughs> 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 Alright,
1: that's uh that's it for this week with uh Beautiful Diz. So I will see you next time. Okay. Alright. Bye everyone. Peace <laughs> and take it away, future me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Pass me. <laughs> I mean, we're back. <laughs> uh, but back yeah, I gave it. I gave it a, a poor vision.
0: And I think Beautiful Diz did too. Oh really?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh wow.
0: uh it, it, I, I, it, it, I, I, I'm throwing it a bone, and I'll say it was passable. It wasn't great. It wasn't like a spectacle. It tried to do no. To me- it was
1: so bad. It made me look more fondly with the second and third movie like i i, I respect those movies now <laughs> like, Yeah. before yeah. they were guilty pleasures now Lord. i respect them
2: <laughs>
0: absolutely yeah man freaking like it's like straight up it's like there's so many characters that like should have been there that weren't there for like bullshit nonsense reasons and freaking uh fake shock factor like yeah. how they freaking uh how they got a new smith a younger smith and then apparently morpheus is now a program inside the matrix and he's supposed to be an amalgamation of both smith and morpheus i was like what the fuck yeah and then (laughs) and then neil patrick harris is the big bad that's pulling all the strings and manipulating everyone and apparently human emotion in duress is like the strongest form of energy for the machines that's powering everything and i'm like what the fuck is going on right now like
1: all right well i have like five minutes left of my recorder so uh we need to rapid fire the news <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> raise report <laughs> raise report it is now time for the race report hit my music so uh mostly Marvel news this week. So let's yeah. start off, let's start off by saying according to an article from Giant Freaking Robot, Norman Reedus is said to have signed on to play Johnny Blaze, aka the Ghost Rider in a future installment in the MCU. Reedus has taken to social media recently campaigning to play the legendary Ghost Rider who hasn't been seen since Gabriel Luna had last played him, uh had last played Robbie Reyes on Agents of Shield back in 2016, and there's honestly been a mixed reaction in the fandom to Reedus wanting to play Johnny Blaze. Some fans would very much like to see a return of Robbie Reyes, uh, Ghost Rider, in the MCU instead of Reedus, but this is what I have to say. If we can have three Spider-Man on the big screen in 2021, why couldn't we have two Ghost Riders? I think that'd be very interesting to have both uh, Norman Reedus' Johnny Blaze and uh, Gabriel Luna's Robbie Reyes having two ghostwriters in the MCU somehow. I think that'd be a very interesting dynamic to see because two ghostwriters on screen have been done before. Uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, even the first ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the the
0: Nicolas Cage film, we literally had a freaking – what was his name? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. We had Sam Elliott playing uh, Carter Slade, the cowboy ghostwriter, in the original film. So – I think that having two Ghost Riders in the MCU would be a very interesting uh, dynamic. But what do you think about uh, Norman Reedus coming on uh, wanting to play Johnny Blaze in the MCU? Uh, I
1: think he'd be a decent Johnny Blaze. I feel like Norman Reedus' acting range would only work for something like that. So Mm -hmm. of all the roles he could possibly do, I feel like that's probably the best suited for him. And if we have a Robbie Reyes, I mean, it's the opposite in the comics. But if you wanted to do a thing... Maybe not two simultaneous Ghost Riders, but if you wanted to, uh, Robbie Reyes to be the original Ghost Rider of the MCU and he passes on his powers to the Norman Reedus Johnny Blaze, it's the opposite. That's, it happens the reverse in the comics, but whatever. The MCU changes things all the time, so that's possible. Yeah, yeah, they do. I wasn't I don't like... Know. I liked Robbie Reyes uh, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but like I'm, I wasn't so in love with that version of Ghost Rider. I was like, yeah, we gotta bring him back. Like I, he's He's not... Andrew Garfield, Toby McGuire of that character like.
0: I feel like there's room for. I feel like there's room for improvement. You know what I mean? But like, I wouldn't mind having Robbie Reyes back. I like. I I'm I'm a big advocate for having Latina representation in superhero films right now because like we have very few to yeah. look to look on right now. You know, especially in the live action format. But um, so I very much like to see like what they could do uh, with both Johnny Blaze and Robbie I, I, Reyes. I'm also not a fan of his Ghost
1: Rider vehicle. A car? Uh, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> you don't, you don't like, you
0: don't like the Ghost Rider car, dude. that's nah, like that motorcycle that... for life, baby. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know what? Well i don't know i'm i'm either or i can have i could. Li- i could live with both i i like that freaking i have a hell spawn car f- car from hell that has flames on the wheels like that's sweet that's awesome <laughs> to me but anyways going into my next piece of news meanwhile in the realm of sony uh morbius gets delayed for the seventh time in two years and it's now set to release on april the 1st of this year this delay is presumably due to the current state of the pandemic which is reasonable um but it was speculated that Sony might take this opportunity to do some reshoot scenes for the film, some speculating for scenes involving Michael Keaton's vulture. But as of this past Wednesday, according to a post from the Hollywood Fanverse on Facebook, it is speculated that Andrew Garfield will potentially make a cameo in the Morbius film. Good. What do you think? <laughs> yeah? I mean, yeah.
1: I say that. I, I don't want Sony to take the wrong lesson from No Way Home. And to shoehorn Andrew Garfield into any of their Sony-verse movies to try and make us go see it. Yeah, I and I and I and I like Andrew Garfield so much, and I like that he likes Spider-Man so much. I don't want to see him used. I don't want. I don't want to see that love for the character and his love for the character used by the corporate greed to try and bolster bad movies up. Yeah. So if it makes sense and it's actually a good cameo, mm-hmm. great. But if it's something throwaway and ultimately shitty or like we, we walk away from it going like, wow, the best part of that whole movie was the Andrew Garfield cameo. Then it's like, I feel like you're diminishing the the amazing Spider-Man character for the sake of just trying to, to prop up the shitty Sony-verse. Right. So if it makes sense, great. If it doesn't, then fuck it.
0: I think that's their plan though is like I feel like they're trying to like make their own spider verse at this point because they now they, they, yeah, they because, definitely are because now there's even talks about uh Emma Stone coming back to be a Spider-Gwen uh, for Sony and like uh, I don't want to spin off of that. No, nah, you don't want a Spider-Gwen, you don't want you don't not
1: want not a solo movie. Like what made I've seen people like pitching what the third Amazing Spider-Man would be about. Mm-hmm. venom is a possibility, Spider-Gwen is a possibility. And I think mm. either of those would be good for satisfying the end of his arc. Mm. But if you're going to ask me, like, do I want a whole Emma Stone as a Spider-Gwen solo movie without Andrew Garfield? I think the appeal of her character as Gwen Stacy was her chemistry with Andrew Garfield. Right. So I would like them to be in a movie together, if anything. Yeah, but I hear that's, you. That's me.
0: I think, uh, I honestly do think that, they, Andrew Garfield I think I think we're going to see him back more than once I feel like like you know he became the uh, the fan favorite in No Way Home so I feel yeah. like Sony's definitely going to capitalize on that and I think they're going to like try and like make as many like films where they can put uh, Andrew Garfield into that so that way yeah. like, th- they can start building up their own uh Spider-verse over there I, and I, you, know I, what I, you know what I, I want I just don't want the goodwill that No I, I just hate
1: I hate Hollywood and it's corporate greed mm. I don't want all the goodwill that was established by No Way Home yes. to be thrown away because of them shoehorning him into a bunch of bad movies. Right. Because it only takes a series of consistently bad appearances for people's opinions to be swayed the other way again. And it's like, oh, maybe he wasn't as great as we thought he was. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I hear like, you. Like,
1: No Way Home was a magic trick. And if you're gonna fuck up that magic trick just because you wanna make your bad movies a little bit better, fuck you. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Hollywood. But-
0: but i mean we'll see we'll see, we'll see what happens at this point because he has the potential to be in like a lot of things in the next couple of years and I just like I just want them to uh to do it right and have that same place of i guess lo- i guess uh that same labor of love that no way home was to do, do that give that same energy and like whatever the hell else you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna use him in. Um, Yeah. But moving on, uh, speaking of Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home was officially the first pandemic era film to break $1 billion at the global box office. Uh, No Way Home was able to break the pandemic curse over Christmas weekend, uh, reaching $1.5 billion worldwide, making it the highest grossing film of 2021. However... It seems that one film outside the superhero genre was able to dethrone Spider-Man as the number one film at the box office in its opening weekend uh, this past week, this past weekend. Uh, And that film is, of course, the 2022 sequel to the classic slasher to the 1996's Scream, uh, one of my favorite films in the horror genre. It just came out last weekend. And I can't believe I live in a world where I get to say that Ghostface is beating Spider-Man at the box office in its opening weekend. Like uh, uh, uh. that astounds me. And honest to goodness, um when I found out when I found that out that it's actually beating Spider-Man at the box office in its opening weekend, like I was trying to check the numbers just to make sure that like I was correct. But apparently it made like uh I wanna say 30 36 million literally uh in the first couple of days. So it's actually surprised, and I thought it was gonna hurt. I thought um when I heard that they were releasing Scream, a horror film, at the beginning of the year in January, I thought that like no one was gonna go see this film. I thought that it was gonna like do really badly, but and I still haven't seen it yet, and I really want to. Um, but when I heard that it's actually like doing good at the box office in its opening weekend and it's beating Spider Man, I was like, no freaking way! I was like. Horrors being the superhero genre right now—that's it, it's crazy to me, and that's a and the new Scream is definitely a film that um I want you and I to get uh have a discuss have a discussion on. I know Diz won't want to talk about horror. I know she hates horror, but I feel like that's a, that's a topic of discussion for uh for you and me at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, this whole the I I feel like people are gonna go out to the theaters when it's a franchise that they're familiar with. And there's good word of mouth. Yes. And I've heard good... Th- I've heard... I- I'm not really ear to the ground about Scream, but I have heard good things about that movie, too. So yeah. maybe that's why it's doing so well uh, this early
0: in the year. Word. Yeah. I was surprised because I was like... Usually, like horror films are like safe for, ha- for, uh, for Halloween time, for October. But um, I do know that they had released... Halloween, uh, Halloween Kills last October and uh, that had some mild success but it didn't do as good as like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home that turned out to be like the most highest grossing film of the year so to hear that sc- scream of all uh, of all movies is doing good in its opening weekend um, and it's only the beginning of 2022 that it's, it, it astounds me how um, a film like that can come, come, come out on top and beat the highest grossing film of 2021. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah.
1: Bro. Got it. No, my cat's like, <laughs> go uh, crazy.
0: Cat's, cat's messing with you. Yeah. But, but yeah, that is this week's Rage Report.
1: Oh, okay. Sweet. Short and sweet.
0: Yes. Perfect. Because my battery
1: is about to die. Yep. <laughs> so next week, we're going to be talking about Boba Fett's yes. uh, Peacemaker. Uh, so you have some work to do. <laughs> yes, I do. And wait, when Is Scream's out already?
0: It's out. It's out. Oh yeah,
1: dog. You just said yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. To make literally, money, so literally
0: came out last uh last Thursday. Yeah, last last week was its opening. Was it I weekend. don't
1: know if there's any other movies coming out this weekend, but at the very least, then we have Scream to talk about. Yes, so
0: let's do it. Most oh, definitely.
1: Scream, Peacemaker, and Boba Fett. It's going to be an interesting week. But until then, this has been your host, Blurred Vision, a.k.a. Well, I guess Jordan, a.k.a. the Blurred Vision. I haven't been this <laughs> in so long, I forgot my own name.
0: <laughs> With? With Jeffy Reyes, a.k.a. the Chrono Ranger. And we will see you guys next week. Peace!